Don't ever laugh as a hearse goes by, for you may be the next to die. They wrap you up in bloody sheets to drop you six feet underneath. They put you in a pine. Tonight, we're taking the train to jolly old London and discussing the Bethlehem Royal Hospital, also known as the Bedlam Asylum a psychiatric hospital whose famous downright creepy history has inspired several horror books, films, TV series, and a ton of ghostly experiences. Listener discretion is always advised. All aboard the Midnight Train Podcast. Hello, passengers. And welcome to the Midnight Train Podcast, where we bring the dark to light. Well, you know, you guys probably know we make fun of and joke about creepy shit while bringing you as much information on each topic as possible. Yes, we are a comedy podcast and shit can get pretty dark pretty quick. So if you're not into that, no hard feelings. But if you are, thanks for being just uh, just as twisted and fucked up as we are. So welcome. Welcome. I am your host, the conductor of the cryptic Jonathan Sayer. And with me always are my co-hosts. It's Mr. Moody and Logan. Hey. Okay. It's been a while since we got applause. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi. Boy, do we have a story for all of you about Moody's day today. Yep, he woke <laughs> up. <laughs> Stay tuned to the end because we are definitely going to talk about that. You feeling all right, buddy? Oh, I'm great. <laughs> Having a wonderful time. Those foxes, huh? Uh, Not even that one. Yeah, well, yeah, we got, what's his name? Freddy the fox causing shit. Fuck face the fox. Yeah. Yes. Fuck, fuck, fuck book. Fuck face. Fuck the fuck. All that. Fuck. Yeah. A lot of fucks given right there. A lot of fucks given right there. (laughs) All right. So uh, listen, do us a favor. Stop on over to Apple Podcast. Okay. Or wherever you're listening right now. And if you can, give us a five-star review. And while you're there, like, follow, subscribe, or whatever the hell you can do there. And uh, you'll get each episode each week as they are released. Really? Yeah, it's it's magic. It is magic. It is. It's magical, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Is it magically delicious? It's magically delicious. (laughs) And Patreon subscribers will be receiving a new bonus this week coming up on either. Either. The Whiskey War. Okay. Which is a fucking amazing story that if you don't know about, don't Google it because we're going to talk about it, hopefully. If we don't do it this week, we'll definitely do it uh, next week. Okay. Or we're going to sit around and talk about fucking Clive Barker. Uh, Who's Clive Barker? Uh, Well, he's this like screenplay writer. He did a bunch of like plays and stuff like that. And then and then he decided to say, well, fuck it and did Hellraiser. He also did fucking a shit ton of other fucking amazing movies. Not familiar? Not ringing a bell. Oh, well. Sign up for uh, that and become a pooper over at TheMidnightTrainPodcast.com or head on over to Patreon.com forward slash The Midnight Train Podcast. Become one of the most beautiful people that we've ever known, right? Yes. I mean, obviously, aside from us. Outside of us, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, they're they're so handsome and or beautiful. I know, right? Right? Dudes could be beautiful though, right? Sure. Okay. Can women be handsome? You know, I'm just I'm going through the list in my head. Yeah. All beautiful. Not, not one ugly mug a bunch. Not not one. Them. Not all. a single ugly person. So we have the best looking audience, absolutely, in the podcast, 100. percent And if you're new here, welcome for sure. You're now beautiful. You are. 
You're going to be even sexier when you sign up for Patreon, though. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Oh, plus, a lot of you know we have a lot of fun on our official Facebook group page. Do we? I wouldn't know. I'm not allowed in. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that later. And so make sure you stick around for that because fun times abound. <laughs> uh, now, listen, we also have a drinking game every time we, uh, you know, you know, pop up a movie quote or happen to just yeah. break into song. You have to we take a do drink. that. Yeah, too, we do. A lot. We do. You got to break into song or it's, we break into song. kind of a problem. You got to drink with the drinking or the singing. Both. Oh, uh, well, yeah. I mean, one thing leads to another, right? One thing, one thing leads to another. Just like there that. You go. And you have to drink. Okay. Yeah. So it's just like Start that. Start early today. Right. And make Already sure to, to uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel where we are going to start actually going live. Woo! Yes. We're going live. Going live. Going three, live. Doing live. <laughs> just do it. Fucking anyway, Logan. That's hey, that's yeah. happening, right? Hey, just do it. Right. When hey, are we doing that? Do it next do week. It. Next Wednesday, starting at seven o'clock. We're yeah. actually going don't to be don't fucking doing... be late, Moody. Don't tell my <laughs> tell my fucking car that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we will talk about that as well. Just make sure you're sticking around and make sure you check out the uh, new documentary shot and produced by Darkroom Speed Films, based on us, called Off the Rails. It is available on our YouTube uh, YouTube 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 channel. Make sure you subscribe to that. You know, click yeah. the bell and stuff so you get the it's notifications. So yes. subscribe and click the bell. It's pretty funny. Yes. It is pretty funny. It's good time. And all those links will be in the show notes yeah. and stuff. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So listen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's turn on the lights. Mm-hmm. All right. Adjust our seats. Adjusting. It's Halloween season. <laughs> Grab a drink. Done. Yes. And let's get spooky. But first, what? Here's a toast. Yeah. To all you beautiful motherfuckers. Is that, does that include me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're beautiful. Oh, period. Yeah, yeah. You got it. Awesome. All right. So since that kicks in so hard, we should start leaving clues. Wow, that was fun. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> it is good. It's got to put you in a good mood. I mean... No? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> at least the extent it can get for you. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to talk about that. You know what the worst that. part about it is? What? I didn't even get a bad pun in this episode yet. Not yet. Fuck. Not yet. You'll get there. It's One coming. Day. It's coming. So today we are taking the train to a wonderful little building. Actually, uh, scratch that. This place was once so crazy, no pun intended on that, that its nickname became a common word. That's right. Really? The definition of the word is, quote, a place or situation of chaotic uproar. Oh, my. And where confusion prevails. So, like, right now? Like, right here? Like. This is Bedlam. Yeah, and we're talking about Cleveland, actually. Yeah? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. not at all. No. Not at all. Oh, gotcha. The word is Bedlam. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. I'm a smarty pants. You are. The place is actually Bethlehem Royal Hospital. Is it Bethlehem or Bethlehem? Bethlehem. Well, it's Bethlehem. 
Bethlehem. Yeah. Bethlehem Royal Hospital. The hospital is considered the first lunatic asylum ever. 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 Forever. Forever. So the word Bedlam is derived from the hospital's nickname. Bedlam is a bastardization. No, oh, that's a weird word. Bastardization. <laughs> Come on. Bastardization <laughs> of the word Bethlehem, which in turn was a corruption of the name Bethlehem. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it stemmed from this. It went to this. Right. Right. It's mostly because British people are unintelligible. Wow. Why? Why would you say that? That's not a bad thing. So are Southern people in, in the United States. But I'm both of those things. <laughs> So That's why you can't fucking talk. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? <laughs> you ever try to talk to a fucking straight Cajun fucking swamp man? It's not. It can't I do, do it. I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. That's more intelligible. Yeah, yeah. There it is. So, although the hospital became a modern psychiatric facility, historically it was representative of the worst excesses of asylums in the era of lunacy reform. We're going to get into all that craziness Lunacy tonight. reform. That's right. And see what kind of bedlam <laughs> actually went on there. Now, we're going to go through the history of this, right? First, oh, yeah, that's what yeah. we do. It's, it's, as we do. You there's guys a lot of history. This. There's a lot. Lots of history. Uh, well, of course. Because, because it was, it's old as fuck. Right. It was probably built in like, what, two? <laughs> Close. <laughs> the year two. Close, man. <laughs> so man. Royal- <laughs> Bethlehem Royal Hospital's origins are unlike any other psychiatric hospital in the Western world. As a formal organization, it can be traced to its foundation in 1247, so I wasn't far off. I told you. Right. You were only 1,245 years off. That's good math. It's not bad. Look at you. Yeah. You are the mathematician of the group, aren't you? Yeah, probably. Yeah, oh, that's good. I've never seen a number in my life. You've never what? Seen a number in my life. 1247? What's that? <laughs> okay. Logan's been <laughs> sucking on whiskey since we got before we got here. A little bit. So during the reign of King Henry III, okay, this is when it happened in 1247, as, as a Henry. Roman Catholic monastery for the priory oh. of the new order of St. Mary of Bethlehem in the city of London proper. Nice. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like I need a monocle during this entire thing. He, and you lost me pipe. a while back. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll catch up. Somewhere Master. around London? Yeah. London. London. <laughs> London. So it was established by the Italian Bishop of Bethlehem. Uh, oh, man. Gioffredo di Prefredi. Hey, nice. I, I, I feel, okay. I feel like I nailed it. Yeah. Sure you did. Following a donation of personal property by the London alderman and former city sheriff, the Norman, Simon Fitzmary. The Norman. The Norman. The Norman. Not just Norman. Yes. The Norman. <laughs> it's the Norman. <laughs> this is my friend, the Norman. That's right. As in, there's no Norman before him. Or is right. it He's the Norman? The man. Norman. No, no. It bears its name after its primary patron and original overseer. Okay, so that's where it gets yeah. its name from. The initial location of the priory was in the parish of St. Botolph in Bishopsgate's Ward, just beyond London's Wall and where the southeast corner of Liverpool Street Station now stands. Oh, right. <laughs> Liverpool Street Station. Right. Right. Okay. You know where that's at. That's world famous. Yes. And listen, uh, <laughs> Londoners out there, uh, in- English folk, UK folk, we're so sorry. <laughs> that's just. I, I'm, that's not, just, I'm not saying just, any just, of this shit. Just saying. You're the just, one that's butchering everything. Well, that, 
I'm still apologizing on behalf of all of us. Yeah. So yeah, Bethlehem. No, we, we, we fuck up a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know, that's what we do. Bethlehem was not initially intended as a hospital, no. much less as a specialist institution for the mentally ill. Okay. Okay. Which I can only imagine what they thought of mentally ill people back in 1247. She's a witch. <laughs> witch, witch. This is before witches. Yeah. No, yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Rather, its purpose was tied to the function of the English church. Oh, boy. Church. That's just as bad. Yeah. The ostensible purpose of the priory was Ooh. to function as a center for the collection of alms to support the crusaders and to link England to the Holy Land. They were making money for the crusades? That's right. Those fucks. That's right. They're like, we need to kill everyone that doesn't believe in what we believe, so raise some money. Yeah. Yes. That's pretty much. Yeah. It's, you know, things were, were weird back then. I don't know what to tell you. Bishop de Profetis no. need to generate income for the Crusaders and restore the financial fortunes of uh, of his. Uh, <laughs> uh, I hate this word, dude. I went over it like thirty times earlier. Apostolic, yes. Apostolic, yeah. apostolic, 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 apostolic. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yes. 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 And it was occasioned by two misfortunes. Okay. Two. Two. Oh man. His bishop. I had two misfortunes today. You you had multiple misfortunes yeah. today. Yeah. Waking up was your first one. <laughs> That's my first mistake every day. <laughs> so his bishopric, okay, or yeah, bishopric. It has to be had suffered significant losses following the destructive conquest of the town of Bethlehem by the oh boy Quarazmian Turks in oh, twelve forty four. So they came in and they fucked some Turks. shit up. Those fucking Turks. The man. Turks. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Istanbul was Istanbul was No, that's it's nobody's business but the Turks. <laughs> that's right. See, uh, you saw where I was going. Yeah. Yeah. And also, the immediate predecessor to his post had further impoverished his cath, 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 <laughs> cathedral chapter through the alienation of a uh, considerable amount of its property. So he just basically alienated a bunch of shit and did his... Yeah, dude before him was like, well, fuck all this, I'm yeah, out. We don't need this or yep, this, so he said, fuck it. it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm done. Right. The new London Priory, obedient to the Church of Bethlehem, would also house the poor, disabled, and abandoned, and, if visited, provide hospitality to the bishop, canons, and brother or brothers of Bethlehem. Okay. So you can have poor people... And church people. Okay. Right? Sure. sure. Yeah, that's where we're at. That's where this whole thing started. Right. Right. right okay. Right. Well, I mean, it makes sense. That's kind right. of what the church is supposed to do, but whatever. Right. <laughs> that's, that's what you're supposed to do, motherfucker. <laughs> the subordination of the prior, priori's religious order to the bishops of Bethlehem was further underlined in the foundational charter, which stipulated that Bethlehem's prior canons and male and female inmates were to wear a star upon their cloaks and capes to symbolize their obedience to the Church of Bethlehem. Mm, Sounds okay. like some cult shit right there. Mm, what are we talking about? Exactly. Yep. I'm not going to get into that. What are we talking about? Nothing. Oh, okay, gotcha. During the 13th Face. and 14th <laughs> centuries, uh, with its activities underwritten by uh, Episcopal and Papal indulgences. Papal. Wow. Papal? Papal. Paper? Papal. Papel. It's Spanish. Papal? It's Spanish for paper. Papal. <laughs> Look at all the people. <laughs> ah, so is it it's papal? Papal. Okay. Their indulgences, Bethlehem's role as a center for the collection of alms for the poor continued. Okay, so they, they had a a pretty strong idea of what they wanted to do, right? They wanted to house the 
help the the mentally ill, house yeah. the poor. Yeah. That's you know how it always mean? starts. Right, right. <laughs> However, over time, it's linked mm. to the um, man. These fucking words, you fuck. Mendicant Order of Bethlehem increasingly devolved. How is it my fault? Man, I don't know because you fucking wrote all this shit. Do you think I knew what that word was before <laughs> I fucking wrote this? Yes. No. Yes. I you, took that shit. You knew twelve forty seven. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. I know numbers, not words. That's true. So anyway, they uh, they devolved, putting its purpose and patronage in severe doubt. In 1346, the Prior of Bethlehem, a position at the time granted to the most senior of London's uh, monastic brethren, applied to the city authorities seeking protection. Okay. Therefore, or thereafter, metropolitan office, um, office holders claimed power to oversee the appointment of prios and demanded in return an annual payment of 40 shillings from the coffers of the order. How much is a shilling? Do they still use shillings? I don't know. I don't think so. Logan, look that up. What's a shilling? Mm-hmm. I don't know what a shilling was. Is that like a farthing? <laughs> a what? A farthing. What the hell's a farthing? I don't know. Some sort a of... shilling is a oh. former British coin in monetary unit equal to one twentieth of a pound or a twelve pence. Twelve pence. Twelve pence. Twelve pence. One twentieth of a pound. But it is the basic monetary unit in Kenya, Tanzania. And Uganda equal to one hundred cent. They still use shillings. One hundred cent. Yeah, it's literally equal to one hundred cents. Holy so it's shit! A yeah, basically it's a dollar. No, do you say one hundred? One hundred cents. Oh, I thought you said one hundredth. No cent. No, so no. they still use shillings in random African countries, and one shilling is roughly equivalent to a dollar. Now, yes. How do you think they got? Those shillings. You know what's actually really funny because about that? Because the them? bridge people fucking took him over? That's right. They said, you shall listen to what we do and hear half a shilling. You know, there's 65 countries that all share the exact same holiday, but on different days of the year. And it's all the independence from Britain. <laughs> of course. It's wait, wait, they're all on different days? Yeah, they're all on different days. Well, yeah, they didn't all get independent on the same fucking day. <laughs> yeah. Britain yeah. wasn't just like, eh, fuck it. You guys are all good. <laughs> <laughs> that amazing. Wait, you've got to wait for like another two months before you could do that. You know what I mean? Like you got to like put a pause look, on that. Look, we just lost Australia. Just give us like a week or two. Right, exactly. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll figure it out. Like, listen, uh, this new place, the United States, like they fucked us. Can you wait like three months? <laughs> just give us some time. <laughs> just give us some time. Then you could do whatever you want. Use your shillings. <laughs> it is doubtful whether the city of London ever provided substantial protection and much less that the priorship fell within their patronage, but dating from the 1346 petition, it played a role in the management of Bethlehem's organization and finances. So basically they paid them money and they didn't do shit. Right. Here's our 40 shillings. Right. right. And they still didn't do a fucking thing. Go away. So by this time, the crusader bishops of Bethlehem had relocated (laughs) to uh, Clamacy? Sure. Yes. France? For all our French listeners out there, I am very sorry! Clemency. I believe it is Clemency. Clemency? Clemency. Clemency? Not the Mercy. Oh, no? No. Oh. No. See. Si. <laughs> uh, which is in France under the surety of, or yeah, surety of the Avignon Papacy. Oh, my God. Avignon. 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 I had a Avignon. The G is silent. It's Avignon. The Avignon. It's not filet mignon, it's mignon. I had a filet avignon yesterday. Oh, sounds tasty. It was not. Oh, it tasted like church. <laughs> this was significant as... What fuck would that even taste like? <laughs> I don't know. When a I, wafer? One of those wafers? Yeah, and really bad wine. Is it just like, what is it? Is this like a Nilla wafer? <laughs> I don't know. A pre-stick? I don't know. Oh my God. <laughs> 
<laughs> Jokes! Anyway, this was significant as throughout the reign of King Edward III, the English monarchy had extended its patronage over uh, ecclesiastical positions yeah. through the seizure of alien priories, mainly French. So they're going in and taking shit. Got you. Aliens. Right. There's aliens involved? Uh, alien by means of not theirs. Yeah, aliens. Right. They were taking aliens stuff over. That's crazy. I didn't know there were aliens involved. Yeah, back in like the 1300s, man. It was crazy. Oh, they've been around for That's long. why they're all gone, though, because King Edward. longer than that, though. Yeah, King Edward went in and kicked everyone's dick in. So King aliens. Edward is the reason the aliens won't come back. That's why. That King Edward did it. I know. He's kind of a fucking prick. Anyway. So the <laughs> these were religious institutions that were under the control of non-English religious houses. As a dependent house of the order of St. Bethlehem in Clamacy. I believe it's Clamacy. It's got to be. Bethlehem. Uh, Bethlehem was vulnerable, vulnerable to seizure by the English crown. So in other words, they moved one spot over to France and Correct. said, hey, let's do this over here. And then England's like, well, now we've got them. There's <laughs> oh, no one there to oh help no. them now. I lost my phones. <laughs> my cans. You know, so that's basically what it was. Yeah. Right. Sure. Yeah. You know, and this occurred in the 1370s when Edward III again took control of all English hospitals. Of course he did. Yeah. He killed the aliens and he took all the hospitals. There's like four up. people in this lunatic asylum that tried to kill him. Yeah? Yeah. That's awesome. The purpose of this appropriation was to prevent funds raised by the hospital from enriching the French monarchy via the oh, Papal that makes, Court. That makes sense then. Say what? That makes sense then. So they, they took it so they couldn't, so the money didn't make it to the French. That makes sense. Right. Why would you want it to go to the French? Well, I don't know. They have enough French fries. They do. See? Yes. No, I'm just gonna keep saying C. <laughs> C. <laughs> it has nothing to do with anything. CC. <laughs> so again, and thus supporting the French war effort. So they did not want them their money to go to their the, church going to a fucking right. French war effort. And I guess that kind of makes sense. It takes a lot of money for the French to, to to give up. Yeah, well, you know, lots of baguettes. <laughs> Coffee, cigarettes, baguettes. Right. Yeah, yeah. We're just kidding, France, by the yes. way. Yeah, I love I, I do I want to go to France so bad. You ever been you never been to France? I've never been to any other country outside of the United States. I've seen States. London. I've never been to fucking Canada. I've seen France. And I also saw Logan's underpants. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a throwback to <laughs> Rugrats a couple episodes ago. Remember we talked about that? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, there's a place in France where the naked ladies there. <laughs> so the uh, sorry. After this event, the headmasters of the hospital, semi-autonomous figures in charge of its day-to-day -day management, were crown appointees. Ooh. Okay, so they was the higher up, and Bethlehem became an increasingly secularized institution. Okay, of course that that makes all the sense sure, in the world. Sure, the memory of Bethlehem's foundation became muddled. Okay, so what it initially started as. Right. In 1381, the royal candidate for the post of master claimed that from its beginnings, the hospital had been superintended by an order of knights, and he confused, this is hilarious, by the way, the identity of its founder, uh, Goffredo de Braferi, that we mm, talked yeah, about earlier, yeah, yeah, yeah. with that of the Frankish crusader, Godfrey de Bouillon, the oh. king of Jerusalem. He made the bouillon coup. So he thought that the king Maybe. of Jerusalem right. founded this church. Right, so we got all convoluted uh, makes, and fucked makes up. Makes total sense. Yeah, yeah it doesn't. Yeah. Well, sure, it does. Whatever. The removal of the last symbolic link to the uh, mendicant order was uh, confirmed in 1403 when it was reported that master and inmates no longer wore the symbol of their order, the Star of Bethlehem. They took that shit off! 
Less cultish, but still culty. I mean, yeah. This was exclusively a political move on the part of the hospital administrators. Oh. And this is fucked up as the insane, this is 1403, yeah. were perceived as unclean or possessed by demons and not permitted to reside on consecrated soil. So in other words, get the fuck off our land. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you don't want anyone possessed by a demon to be on church land. Like, that's just, that doesn't, that's not a good look. But do you? But don't you? It's not a good look. You don't think so? No. Why not? Because if a demon is on church land, that doesn't look good for the church. They can't get rid of it. It reminds me of Demon Knight. I love that movie. Yeah, this movie's so good. It's good. I kind of want to watch Demon Knight right now. Hey, listen, for everyone out there listening right now, if you've never watched Demon Knight, it's actually from uh, Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. It's a great soundtrack, too. Billy Zane's in that motherfucker. Fuck yeah, dude. Starts off and with guy, Filter playing in the fucking beginning. And the guy, the other main guy, is the guy that plays Death. Bill. I can't think of his is fucking it, Is it Pull? Not Pullman. Paxton? Willi- it's William, Pax- William Sadler. Sadler. Birch. There it is. I was close. I said Bill. I was close. Yeah. Birch. Yeah. Bill yeah. Birch. <laughs> Bill Birch is in that movie. Oh my God, be great. <laughs> no, it's a great movie. So make sure you check that out. Yeah, it's fantastic. So from it's 13, definitely 90s. It's so good. No, yeah, so great. from 1330, Bethlehem was routinely We're referred to. We're still in the 1300s, huh? Well, we jumped to 14 for a second, but it's, it's, we'll, we'll get there. Okay. It was routinely referred to as a hospital and not necessarily in, it doesn't indicate a change in its primary role from Alms Collection. So the hospital, you still, it, it, it was a, cornucopia of things where like oh. they would they would collect money for you know for the uh the, 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 the cause. church the cause the cause, the cause quote unquote right and also supposedly help people take care of crazy people right so um the word hospital could as likely have been used to denote a lodging for travelers equivalent to a hostel and would have been perfectly <laughs> apt term to describe an institution <laughs> acting as a center <laughs> and providing accommodation for Bethlehem's peregrine pe- ah, what a word peregrine <laughs> peregrine <laughs> what what is that peregrinating i got it Peregrinating. Okay. Peregrinating. Alms seekers or questors. So that whole thing just reminded me of basketball where they, they're going to visit the kid in the hospital. He's like, yeah, and whatever. And then the other guy's like, I love hospitals. And he's like, no, you don't. You like Taco Bell. And he's like, no, I got together with, I went to a hospital in France one time. We got together with this really hot chick. But he was talking about a hospital. <laughs> a hospital he's like, that's yeah. a hostel. Yeah. Yeah, that you guys got a drink on that, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Cause that's, that's no, you another like- great movie. <laughs> I love hospitals. No, you don't. You like Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> All of my friends call me fucker. D- despite this fact, it has been frequently asserted that Bethlehem was first used for the insane from 1377. Okay, okay there it is. This rather precise date is derived from the unsubstantiated conjecture of the Reverend Edward Joffrey Donahue. How is that precise? It's just a year. It's not even like a date. Oh, it's better it's than not saying like the January 3rd, 1377. Yeah, That's a precise date. 1370s, I guess. That's know. still fairly, I mean, yeah, whatever. whatever. So he was the chaplain to the hospital who published a monograph on its history in 1914. Okay. So wait a minute. How did a guy who wrote something in 1914 have an exact precise date from 1377? I don't know. Maybe he was some crazy historian that had uh, roots in the church or some shit. Maybe. Maybe he was chewing he some He had the roots. inside info. Yeah, Demons. Know. Maybe he was possessed by a demon that was uh, around when it was, uh, you know. Maybe. Maybe he was possessed by the first demon that ever came to the hospital. Oh, that's That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. That's a movie premise right there. I came in 1377. <laughs> yeah, I've been here ever since. 
<laughs> is that your demon voice for today? <laughs> That's pretty good. That's yeah. pretty good. Well, it is possible that Bethlehem was receiving the insane during the late 14th century. The first definitive record of their presence in the hospital is provided from the details of a visitation of the charity commissioners in 1403. This Precise as fuck. Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> this well, they also said it was you know defi- uh, definitive record, so they actually right. have this fucking written down. So yeah, no, I got you. This recorded that amongst other patients, uh, then in the hospital there were six male inmates who were mente capti. A, okay, what does that mean? A Latin term indicating insanity. Oh, okay. So you're mente capti, mente, mente, mente capti. Mente capti. That sounds like a food that I want to eat. <laughs> You're in an Italian restaurant. Can I get the menti capti? Yeah. Sounds, sounds like a pasta. It's, it sounds capti. like. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking more like a, like a, you know, like a fish. Okay. Yeah, oh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, 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 maybe. You know what I mean? Like a mussel, maybe? Like shrimp with angel hair. Yeah. Ooh. Menti capti. Menti capti. Like yeah. I like that. With like a mint sauce on top. Oh, nice. Yes. It kind of makes. <laughs> <laughs> with a mint yeah. sauce? It's not lamb. I don't know. I've been drinking. The report of the 1403 visitation also noted the presence of four pairs of monocles, 11 chains, six locks, and two pairs of stocks. Stocks? I would, stockings, I would assume? No, oh. stocks. Those things where you put your arms and your head through and they throw tomatoes at your oh, face. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Although, <laughs> although it is not clear if any or all of these items were for the restraint of the inmates. Oh, they were. Uh, yeah. Thus, Fuck else would they have been for? Right, yeah. Thus, while mechanical restraint and solitary confinement are likely to have been used for those regarded as dangerous, little else is known of the actual treatment of the insane in Bethlehem for much of the medieval period. I mean, what do you, let's be honest. What do you think they did? I'm going to say bad things. Yeah, that's I'm, I'm going to agree with you on that. Because I'll tell you what they did. <laughs> <laughs> they, they tried to get rid of me, but they couldn't do it. Because they were doing bad shit to it, like mentally ill people up until like, I don't know, three months ago. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. It, yeah, they, like come on. Not three months. I didn't mean, you know what I'm saying. But like recently, like even in the 70s, that's they were still fucking doing like lobotomies they thought shit. the lobotomy could get rid of me but yeah. it did not i'm still here is this a new character for the show for today can we give him a name <laughs> for today what should we call him i don't know your name is moody so it should be Ud- udam <laughs> Edum. Edum. there it is e- Edum the demon <laughs> that's fucked up the presence of a small number of insane patients in 1403 marks Bethlehem's gradual transition from a diminutive general hospital into a spe- uh, specialist institution for the confinement of the insane okay this process was largely completed by 1460 and in uh, fi- uh, 1546 the Lord Mayor of London Sir John Gresham see that's a normal name I like that doesn't one that, oh Jesus doesn't that guy write books that's Grisham yeah the Pelican Brief that's Grisham yeah yeah. Not Gresham. I didn't know he lived back then. No. Gre- Gresham. With an E, not an I. Grisham. Is who so it's of. not the same guy. Not the, <laughs> not the same guy. 1546. Just saying. I mean, I mean, I don't know. He could have a demon in him. Who knows? He was petitioned by the he crown. Does not. <laughs> he petitioned the crown to grant Bethlehem to the city properly. Oh. This petition was partially successful, and King Henry VIII reluctantly ceded to the city of London. Henry VIII, I am. I am. He's in all kinds of shit, isn't he? Uh, the, quote the cust- custody, order, and governance of the hospital and of its occupants and revenues. So that's who they're giving to the I like city. That this hospital just kind of got like 
fucked into being an insane asylum. Just kind of like gradual over there. They're like, you know what? Just send them to this place. They got like one over there already. I mean, yeah. At first it was like a freaking huge religious sect. Yeah, that's what it was supposed and to be. And then all of a sudden it it's was like, like, well, one insane guy showed up there. We might as well send yeah. the other ones there. And this guy and that guy. Billy's trial go too. <laughs> Billy's jerking off with peanut butter. Send him to the church. It's fine. Did they have peanut butter back yeah. then. When was peanut butter invented? God damn it. Anyway, I'm just know. asking. That's I'm a, just a genuine I, question. I don't know. Logan, Logan, look it up. All right. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> this charter came into effect of uh, in 1547. Under this formulation, okay. the crown retained possession of the hospital. All right. Well, its administration fell to the city authorities. Ha <laughs> ha. So the city said, fuck you. Following a brief interval when Bethlehem was placed under the management of the governors of Christ's Hospital from 1557, okay. it was administered by the governors of the city of Bridewell, a prototype house of correction at Blackfriars. It's just crazy they even like wrote this shit down in the 1500s. Because in my head, I'm thinking that could they, all be bullshit. They might not know. They've got like a fucking stone this could and all be a like chisel. A fantasy story. I mean, you could be maybe. reading the script to like a movie and not even know it. All right. Is that what's happening? Could be. Oh wow. Having been thus one of the few metropolitan hospitals to have survived the uh, dissolution of the monasteries. Uh, phys- uh, f- physically intact, so in other words, it still stood. This joint administration continued, not without in- uh, interference by both the Crown and City, until Bethlehem's incorporation into the National Health Service in fucking 1948. Jesus. So for fucking 400 years. It was just like, I don't know, you do it. Nah, you do it. <laughs> yeah, what do the it. fuck? We'll take care of it. Holy shit, no wonder this shit's got, what the f- That's just, ugh. So in uh, fifth, going back in 1546, the Lord Mayor of London, Sir John Ooh. Gresham, again we talked about he petitioned the uh, the the Crown to grant Bethlehem right. to the city properly. Pelican okay. brief, gotcha. Yes, he, he he you know the it's not the Pelican brief guy. <laughs> That's Grisham. <laughs> Is that even the right art? Did he write that? Is that even the right guy? I know he's an author, John Grisham. Yeah, I don't know what. I didn't know he was involved. Maybe it in is the Pelican. Is it man. the Pelican? I don't know. He's not at. part of the church. <laughs> Fucking shit. So anyway, King Henry VIII reluctantly ceded to the city of London uh, again. And, you know, they went all through this fucking crazy shit. So the uh, following a brief interval with Bethlehem, uh, it was placed under the management of the governors of Christ Hospital. Talked about that. And then in 1948, it popped up again. And I just can't. Um, for 400 years. <laughs> Again, let's go back to this. Yeah, okay. Okay, let's go back. <laughs> like 400 fucking years? Yes, a long time. It's not even like 40 years. They just didn't know what to do with yeah, it. Yeah, and, they, and like, it wasn't being regulated. Yeah. Or it was just kind of like... So crazy. Know. So the position of master was a sinecure. Was was a sinecure? What? What is that word? Senecular. It's not senecular. Oh, I have no idea. That's... Whatever, largely regarded by its occupants as means of profiting at the expense of the poor in their charge. Okay, that's not a new thing. No, not yeah. it's not new. Yeah, not at all. The appointment it's not of old. Well, it might have been new back then, though. Well, yeah. I mean, okay. everything's got to be new at some point, right? The appointment of the early masters of the hospital, later known as keepers, had lain within the patronage of the crown until nineteen or fifteen. Excuse me, fifteen forty-seven. Thereafter, the city, through the court of aldermen, took control of these appointments where, as with the king's appointees, the office was used to reward loyal servants and friends. Hey, hey, they're actually being nice to people. Okay. Kind of good. However, (laughs) compared to the masters placed by the monarch, those who gained the position through the city were of much more modest status. 
Also, did you know that John Grisham was a member of the Mississippi... Uh, wait, where was it? I just lost it. He was a senator or some shit. Hmm. I did not know that. Yeah. Wait, the guy that wrote the books? Yeah. Was a senator? Yeah, apparently. Oh, House of, he was a he was he practiced in the House of Representatives. He served in the House of Representatives from 1984 to 1990. Holy shit. Wow. Yep. I did not know that. And so did he do the Pelican Brief? Cuz I really want to know. <laughs> Eight of his novels have been adapted <laughs> into films. Okay, which are The Chamber, uh, no. The Client. Oh, that's a good one. A Painted House. Nope. The Rainmaker. Mm-mm. The Runaway. Nope. Oh, the Runaway Jury. Okay. Uh, Skipping Christmas. Mm-mm. A Time to Kill. Oh, that's a good one. And the Pelican. Hey, hey. got it. Wow. <laughs> I love that it's the last one on the list too. It wasn't. It was actually the second one on the list. But I, <laughs> oh, you held off. You gotta have the suspense. Yeah, of course, you know? of course, of course. That's I good. know how to tell a story. Good for you. Good, good, good for you. Good, good, good for you. Good for you. What was that? I don't know. <laughs> Moving on. Was that like Wish's version of uh Huh? It was like the Wish the Wish in uh like if you ordered uh what's his name off a of Wish? Oh <laughs> Yeah, that that's exactly You know what, what I'm was. talking about. Yeah, that was the the website Wish's version of uh <laughs> fucking fuck. <laughs> I know I fucking oh my god, it doesn't matter. Anyway. Christopher Walken, thank you. Ah! So, however, compared to the masters placed by the monarch, those who gained the position through the city were of much more, again, modest status. Of course. Thus, in 1561, the Lord Mayor succeeded in having his former porter, Richard Moons, a draper by trade, appointed to the position. So he's just some draper dude. Okay. The sole qualifications of his successor in 1565 appears to have been his occupation as a grocer. (laughs) Well, that makes him the perfect guy for the job. Yeah, so we, uh, let's see. We need someone to take care of the entire place. Um, what about, what about Richard? Wait, Richard? You mean- the grocer? <laughs> yeah, I, I believe he'd be good for the position. I don't know. But he knows how to stock. Yes, let Richard do it. <laughs> he would be perfect. <laughs> Edoom, calm down. Sorry. Jesus. Sorry. God. So the Bridewell governors largely interpreted the role of keeper as that of a house manager, and this is clearly reflected in the occupations of most appointees during this period as they tended to be innkeepers. Oh, yeah. That makes uh, sense. Victuallers and brewers. Woo! Well, and the I mean, like. When patients were... Yeah, you just get everyone fucked up. No one's going to do anything. This guy's crazy. Get him some shots. That's kind of how it works now, All isn't right. it? I mean... I guess unless it's like tequila, then just that gets worse. Then it makes her clothes fall off, right? Ease. Okay. Moving on. I don't With- you know what? No, fuck you. You deserve it. Hold on a second. Damn it. <laughs> You're one of those. When patients were sent to Bethlehem by the governors of the Bridewell, the keeper was paid from hospital funds. Okay? Yeah. For the remainder. I mean, that makes sense. Keepers were paid either by the families and friends of inmates of inmates or by the parish authorities. It is possible that keepers negotiated their fees for these latter categories of patients. Okay. <laughs> we getting all this? Yes. Yeah. Holy shit. This is what happens when you talk about old shit. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> so hey, much you, old. You, England, motherfucker. You wanted this. Oh my, I didn't know it was going to happen like this. So in 1598, the long term keeper as opposed to the short term keeper. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, all right. Roland Slefford, a oh. London cloth maker. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I know this guy. He's a very famous cloth maker. Oh, very, yeah. very okay, good. Yeah. I didn't know that. We should maybe do a bonus. I have an article. Oh, he's very interesting. Yeah. Oh, okay. He makes all kinds of cloth. Uh, so, 
tapestries um, um, hand stitched no he just makes different kinds of cloth oh it's very interesting oh, though. okay well he left his post apparently of his own volition after a 19 year oh. tenure he was oh there for 19 fucking years. Wow. Yeah. Two months later, the Bridewell governors, who had until then shown little interest in the management of Bethlehem beyond the appointment of keepers, conducted an inspection of the hospital and a census of its inhabitants for the first time in over 40 years. So hands off for 40 years. And then all of a sudden they're like, something must be going down. This guy's been here for 19 years. Excuse me. Um, to roll out. Um, Nigel, perhaps we should go and look and see what's going on. Nah. Are you, are you sure? I mean, it's, it's been 39 years, and you don't believe anything's happening there? Nah. Uh, okay. Well, cheerio. Pip, pip. <laughs> pip, pip. <laughs> oh, Englanders, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Englanders, is it, that's a thing, right? The English. The, the Englanders. Yeah, I believe it's just the English. The English. Englanders is now my name for you because you're pretty. Anyway, uh, moving I on. It would be Englanders. Englanders. <laughs> England. So their their express purpose was to quote to view and peruse the the defaults in want of reparations. <laughs> it's the way it's spelled. It's fucking. There's Dude, like no, so many. This is I copied that shit because it was so ridiculous. I'm like I don't even know what it's supposed to say, but I'm just gonna copy and put it in there. There's all these like random. So that's fucking- reparations. So to view and peruse the the, I'm assuming the the quotations that are there or the brackets or whatever is because they're paraphrasing because it was probably spelled either incorrectly, or maybe because it's so old they couldn't tell what I it said. That, I see the way I looked at it was a lot of this shit was probably like written in like legitimately like in old English. Okay, so to view and, and like, peruse yeah. the defaults and want of reparations. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. There's like random e's in a lot of these words. And yeah, shit. it's fucking weird. They found that during the period of Slefford's keepership, the hospital's, uh, hospital buildings had fallen into deplorable condition. Oh, no. With the roof caving in. Oh, my. The kitchen sink blocked up. Oh, heaven forbid. Oh, how dare oh, they? Oh, man. Close. Shut it down. Yes. And reported that, quote, it is not fit for any man to dwell in. Oh, my God. It's written in Old English. I know. Oh, my God. Can I, can I, can I say it how it actually says? Yes. I don't care. Okay. It is not fit. For any man to dwell in Hook was left by the keeper, for that is so loathsomely, fithily, kept not fit for any man to come into the said. <laughs> Fuck! This is amazing. I'm so glad you found that. Look at how they spelled house. <laughs> I love house. H-O-W-S-E. And said is S-A-Y. But that's I kind of pro- like that. But is that the old, is that how it was originally spelled? Yeah, that's, that's and then we took it and made it stupid. Right, exactly. So it, <laughs> and what he says, it, it is not fit for any man to dwell in which was left by the keeper for that it is so loathsome, loath, bleh, loathsomely filthy. Kept and not fit for any man to come into said house. So in other words, the place is fucked up. He left it shitty. Yes, it's working beautifully. My plan <laughs> is coming together. Dude, it is so amazing. <laughs> Just that old school. I know. There was a Fuck. lot of it, too. I was like, all right, cool, man. Yeah, the 1598 Committee of Inspection found 21 inmates. We're not even in the 1600s. No. Yeah, this is going to be a good one. Then resident with, uh, wait, only 21 inmates, then resident with only two of these having been admitted during the previous 12 months. They've been there for a long fucking time. Of the remainder, six at least had been resident for a minimum of eight years, and one inmate had been there for around 25 fucking years. Holy shit. And these are people that... (laughs) That that dude was just like, finally fucking came to check this place out. (laughs) 
I've been sending letters. <laughs> I've been trying to get people to see what's going on here. I've just been waiting. I've been here for 25 years. <laughs> I've just been waiting. And I finally someone fucking came. It's fine. I fucking told you guys. It's all right. Everything's good. <laughs> it's great. I've got poop in me trousers. It's fine. <laughs> Three were from outside London. Six were charitable cases paid for out of the hospital's resources. One was uh, supported by a uh, pair of what the parochial. Fuck? Thank you. Parochial authority. Why did I not know that one? I'm reading like all these other fucking because my mind's in London. <laughs> <laughs> parochial authority while the rest were provided for by family, friends, benefactors, or in one instance, out of their funds. So they actually had one person there they were paying for themselves. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. Mm, probably amazing. not. Probably not on on their own free yeah, will. None of it sounds good. Oh, you want to stay with us? All right, well, this is what your bank account information. Yes. It'll be six shillings <laughs> for you. It's in a sock under my bed. <laughs> the precise reason for the governor's newfound interest in Bethlehem is unknown, but it may have been connected to the increased scrutiny the hospital was coming under with the passing of poor law legislation in 1598. And to the, the decision by the governors to increase hospital revenues by opening it up to general visitors as a spectacle. We'll talk, which, we'll talk a little bit more about that, by the way. It's fucking mind-bottling to me. Bottling? Yes. You know, sometimes all of your your thoughts get bottled up inside your head. Mind-bottling. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. <laughs> it's from a fucking movie, too, you fucking I ass. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so it's just crazy to me. And You look back and you think, like, uh, 1500s, it's pretty much medieval times and stuff and you know this is this is it's like the end kind of kind of like the end of medieval right but you're talking right around when like black pa plague era shit and yeah. they're they're you almost said black panther didn't you <laughs> <laughs> no um but it's it's crazy to me that they're implementing like poor law legislation and they're, you know what I mean? Like it's just because sometimes when you sit back and you think about it, you're like, oh, they were just a bunch of dollars that didn't know shit yeah, or whatever. Well, yeah. No, they were actually fucking smart. That's how all of our shit came to be. And we fucked it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just saying, Wheel. you know, Wheel. just just saying they burn people as witches. So I don't know how smart they really were, but yeah, but we, we burn cities because we're pissed. <laughs> so during right one then. during one such visit in 1607, they ordered the purchase of clothing and eating vessels for the inmates, presumably indicating the lack of such basic items. Eating okay. vessels. Eating vessels. So bowls. 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 I don't know if they were human skulls. That would be amazing. Because look, if you're not eating out of human skulls, what are you doing, right? You're not yeah, doing you're right. No. Yeah, you're Definitely. not. You're not living life nope. to the fullest. You know, if more people did that, people wouldn't fuck around as much. Yeah, you're not on 100. Yeah, just drinking yeah. out of a skull. People yeah. be like, "What? Was That's the last guy that fucked with me." What yeah, you, yeah. Fuck yeah. around and find out. That's yeah. what that is. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So the year 1634 is typically interpreted as denoting the divide between the medieval and early modern administration of oh, Bethlehem. So 1634. Okay. Yeah. So we were in medieval times. At, you know what I mean? Yeah, like late, late medieval times. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty, it's just crazy. You know, you've got knights yeah. and shit walking That's around. That's like medieval times, like right before they close for the night. <laughs> trying to get in there. <laughs> Put them in the Iron Maiden. Execute them. Bogus. <laughs> Although Bethlehem had been enlarged by 1667 to hey accommodate to accommodate, uh, accommodate 59 patients, oh. the Court of Governors of Bethlehem and Bridewell observed at the start of 1674 that, quote, the hospital house of Bethlehem is very old, weak, and ruinous, 
and too small and straight for keeping the greater number of lunatics too therein sweet. at present. And again, this is spelled yeah, it's in Old English. So um, let's see. Two is T-O with a, uh, like, basically they're interpreting what it meant. Um, lunatics is L-U-N-A-T-I-C-K-S. Yeah. It's freaking awesome. So it's like little bugs under like the moon. they said the building was too straight. <laughs> I don't know what they mean by that, but I I'm just picturing it like... Why is this building in a line? There's not enough curves. It's supposed to be crooked. What are you doing? Why is it not circular? We're never going to make people better. <laughs> yeah, it's straight. We can't make people better in a straight building. Look, you, boy, come here. Um, see that snake? This is how it should look. <laughs> serpentine. Yes, very serpentine. That's how you get the air movement and, and shut up. Anyway, with the increasing demand for admission and the inadequate and dilapidated state of the building, it was decided to rebuild the hospital in Moorfields, oh. just north of the city proper, and one of the largest open spaces in London. Very nice. Very nice. The architect chosen for the new hospital, which yeah. was built rapidly and at okay. great expense between 1675 and 1676. Wow, a year? Holy shit. Was the natural philosopher and city surveyor, oh. Robert Hooke. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know Robert Hook, right? Yeah. Right? We were uh, we were friends. No, I think it's the wrong guy. This is sixteen seventy six. Yeah. N- not not nineteen seventy six. I feel like you you might be misjudging this a little bit. Even if it was nineteen seventy six, it wouldn't be feasible. How old the fuck do you think I am? I was born in nineteen seventy six. Fuck you, Moody. <laughs> uh, Dude, I wonder if I wonder if Chainsaw ever visited then back then. Uh, I'm he probably helped build that building. He might have actually the new one. Yeah, yeah. What, no, what the old one. What are you talking? <laughs> <laughs> so he constructed an, an, he constructed an edifice that was uh, monumental in oh. scale at over five hundred feet. Oh my! Which is one hundred and fifty meters wide. Well, That's yeah. wide. Roughly, roughly, roughly. And some forty. Feet deep, 12 meters. Oh. The surrounding walls were some deep. 680 feet long and 70 feet deep, while the south face of the rear was effectively <laughs> the south Hey-o. face of the rear, right, was effectively screened by a 714-foot stretch of London's ancient wall projecting westward from nearby Moorgate. Sounds pretty impressive. This building is still too straight. <laughs> they have not put enough curves in it for me. Serpentine, I say. I said to make it look like the serpent for a reason. <laughs> look, come here. Come here, boy. Look, see him? See his back? He has scoliosis. That's what we want, right? Yes. yes. Scoliosis. In the 1600s. It looks like the serpent. <laughs> in the 1600s, can you imagine? Oh, my God. Sorry. That's fucked up. At the rear end containing the courtyards where patients exercised and took the air, the walls rose to 14 feet high. Wow. That's big. That is very tall. <laughs> That's large. That's big. <laughs> wow, that is big. Jolly G. <laughs> the front walls were only eight feet high, but this was deemed sufficient as it was determined that uh, lunatics can't are, climb are not to be permitted <laughs> to walk in the yard to be situated between the said intended new building and the wall aforesaid. Hey, uh, hey there, Timmy. This, uh, you think eight feet is going to be enough? <laughs> I believe I can jump that. I don't. I don't. I don't know if that's going to be tall enough. Do you think that's going to be tall enough to keep them in? Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. I, no, no well, I don't know, man. I heard crazy people can't climb. I don't know. It's... <laughs> Perhaps if they stack on top of each other, they just 
Kleiner. Yes, we'll make a human pyramid. It will be wonderful. It was also hoped that by keeping these walls relatively low, the splendor of the new building would not be overly obscured. This concern to maximize the building's visibility led to the addition of six gated openings 10 feet wide, which punctuated the front wall at regular intervals, enabling views of the facade. Functioning as like both Swiss cheese. Yeah, it's, it sounds like a lot going on. <laughs> Functioning as both advertisement and warning of what lay within, the stone pillars enclosing the entrance gates were capped by the figures of melancholy and raving madness carved in Portland stone by the Danish-born sculptor. I'll find a picture of those. They're actually pretty cool. Sayus, Sayus Gabriel Sibber? Is it Sayus? It's got to be. That's his name. So they actually, on those pillars, they actually put, like they carved in the words melancholy. No, no, no. They're, and, they're these giant figures. They're people. And one is called Oh, and melancholy. they represent melancholy. And, and the infinite sadness. Smash. Um, <laughs> 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 you know, it was... Uh, Today, that's not even the same album, but yeah, I know what you're saying. It's pretty amazing. Good, good one on that. That was good. That was definitely good. That was a uh, smashing pumpkins reference. So you should be drinking right now. At the instigation of the Bridewell governors, and to make a grander architectural statement of uh, charitable uh, munificence. I'm telling you, it says munificence. I'm sure it does. Just going by that, the hospital. I'm not arguing with you. Did you hear me say anything? I don't know. Jeez. In my head, I just holy shit. I'm getting dude. that that whole thing where you like. I always have to look at you for your Calm approval. Yourself. I'm Calm. sorry. You don't need my approval. Nobody needs my approval. I do. Your car does. Look, let's be, <laughs> oh. let's be honest. If anybody's looking for my approval, they're in a fucking bad state, my friend. Yeah, this is true. So the hospital was designed as a single rather than double pile building, accommodating initially 120 patients. Oh, wow. Having cells and chambers on only one side of the building facilitated the dimensions of the great galleries, essentially long and capacious corridors, 13 feet high and 16 feet wide, which ran the length of both floors to a total span of 1,179 fucking feet. It's very scary. Oh, my. Not the capacious corridors. The ca- capacious corridors. I'm going to start using capacious. It's great. Such was their scale that Roger Lestrange remarked in a 1676 text eulogizing the new Bethlehem that their, quote, vast length wearies the traveling eyes of strangers. Ooh. In other words, like what, people get tired when they look at it? <laughs> or it's so big that you're like overwhelmed. Is that what it is? Possibly. I don't know. Yes. The galleries were constructed more for public display than for the care of patients, as, at least initially, inmates were prohibited from them, lest, quote, such persons that come to see the said lunatics may go in danger of their lives. What the fuck? This is one of, that's the raving madness statue. Oh, that's badass. Yeah, you got to post those up. Yeah. Moody's going to post up these, uh, the raving madness and the, what is it, melancholy? Melancholy and the and raving the, madness. And the infinite sadness. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they, so they did not want the "quote unquote" lunatics to roam in that area, and they basically said that it was prohibited for them to go any further because they basically, like, if you do, you're in danger of your own lives. Yeah, pretty much. Holy shit! You know, you could just tell a crazy person that and they'll listen. Yes. Yeah. Look, don't go outside this gate. No. Okay. 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 Yeah. The architectural design of the new Bethlehem was primarily intended to project an image of the hospital and its governor's consonant with contemporary notions of charity and benevolence. So it's supposed to be epic as fuck. 
By the yeah, end of the 18th yeah. century, the hospital was in severe disrepair. <laughs> again. At this point, it was rebuilt again on yet another fucking site. So they fucking changed it up again. As the new facility was being built, attempts were made to rehouse patients at local hospitals and admissions to Bethlehem, sections of which were deemed uninhabitable, <laughs> were significantly curtailed, such that the patient population fell from 266 in 1800 to 119 in 1814. So 14 years later in like a lot, what is that, 127 whatever people, yeah. would they all die? I don't know. I don't know if they shipped them out to other places because there was a. I know there were some points where they were trying to ship them out to other hospitals and stuff like that. So I really don't know what they did. <sighs> the governors engaged in protracted negotiations with the city for another muni uh, municipally owned location at St. George Field in Southwark, south of the Thames. 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 <laughs> Just making sure you're paying attention. Tames. I am. Dude, don't listen. <laughs> the deal was concluded in 1810 and provided the governors with a 12 uh, with 12 acres uh, with a 12 acre site in a swamp like <laughs> impoverished. Awesome. <laughs> Here high, you go. Highly populated and industrialized area where the Dog and Duck Tavern in St. George's Spa had been. So Sounds they're just getting rid of the tavern fantastic. and the spa. Kind of fucked up. A competition was held to design the new hospital at Southwark in which the noted Bethlehem uh, patient James Tilly Matthews was oh. an unsuccessful entrant. <laughs> so one of the guys that was in the hospital was like, well, I can draw something. <laughs> if I'm going to live there, I'm going to make it look how yeah. I want it to look. Listen. I don't know why we're talking like that. You see this box? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> James, you, we can't live in a box. No, but listen, if you open up the box, there's like 1,500 rooms in there. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, so completed after three years in 1815, it was constructed during the first wave of county asylum building in England under the County Asylum Act, which is also known as Winds Act of 1808. Female patients occupied the West Wing and males on the South Side. East side. What's so <laughs> <laughs> the east side? The cells were located off off galleries that traversed each wing. Okay, which we've heard about those as well too, with some of the other um, yeah. in, in, insane asylums that we've actually talked insane about. Insane asylums, <laughs> sanitarium. <laughs> so each gallery contained only one toilet, a sink, and cold baths. Incontinent patients, patients, uh, and by the way, incontinent. Uh, which you like to yourself. Yes, there you go. Thank you. It's when you can't hold your bodily fluids. Yes, you shit yourself constantly. It's quite. Kind of like, kind of like Logan. Yeah. Yes. Last week. Yes. Logan was no, still today. Yes. And today? Uh, always. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's, it's not good. Where they were kept on beds of straw in cells in the basement gallery. Like a fucking, like a sheep? Like a horse. Like a bunch yeah. of sheep. Yeah, I got a shit on fucking hay. This space also contained rooms with fireplaces for attendants. Well, if they crept on the hay, you can probably just get rid of the hay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Instead of having to like... Yeah, walk, that's it's like a fucking horse stall. Wash yeah. linen. They just I, shove it out with a pitchfork and hose you down. I guess. Yeah, if I would want to do that. Yes. You need to get some hay for your house, Logan. I, there you go. That would save me probably a lot of money. And you just poop in the hay. You done with it? Yes. Roll in the hay, roll in the hay, roll, roll, roll in the hay. Anyone? <laughs> is that fucking young friend? Yes, it is. I got you, buddy. Drink up, you motherfuckers. I got you, buddy. So this space also, again, had they uh, contained rooms for fireplaces for attendants, which they have 
beds of straw and people pooping on themselves. Why would they have fire? Anyway, a wing for the criminally insane, a legal category newly minted in the wake of the trial of delusional James Hadfield for attempted regicide. James Hadfield? Hadfield. So we got John Grisham and James Hadfield? <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Full of shit. This is a star-studded episode, man. Well, it was completed in 1816, so that's when they actually coined that term criminally insane. Where before they called them lunatics. It's a great Slayer song. Man, weird. This is a great episode right now. So far. We got Metallica. Yeah. We got John Grisham. Yeah. And we got Slayer. Yeah. Man, what else is coming? Oh, sorry. Anyway. Problems with the building were soon noted as the steam heating did not function properly. The basement galleries uh, were damp and the windows of the upper stories were unglazed, quote, so that the sleeping cells were either exposed to the full blast of cold air or were completely darkened. <laughs> Just like a shitty donut. Yeah. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> unglazed. I actually enjoy an unglazed a donut. A good cake donut? Yeah. yeah no, I really right, enjoy a right, glass right. of milk. Oh, are you? Yeah. Fuck that up. No, you're right. Yeah, you're I right. would. Yeah. But I also like unfrosted uh, Pop-Tarts as well. So yes, that's that is criminally insane right there. No one ever said I was right in the head. Mm, we yeah. all know this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So faced with increased admissions and overcrowding, new buildings designed by the architect Sidney Smirk were added from the 1830s. Mm. The wing for criminal lunatics was increased to accommodate a further 30 men, while oh. additions to the east and west wings extending the building's facade provided space for an additional 166 inmates and a dome. A fucking dome, y'all, hey. was added. Okay. We, we all like a little dome, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was added to the hospital chapel. Oh, At the yeah, end of okay. this period of expansion, Bethlehem had a capacity for 364 patients. Oh. And what did we start off with? Six? <laughs> Something like that. And it would have started off back in like the yeah. fucking 1300s. Yeah. In 1930, the hospital moved to the suburbs of Croydon. On the site of Monk's Orchard, uh, Orchard, fucking idiot, Orchard House <laughs> between Eden Park, Beckenham. Uh, yes, Monk's Orchard. <laughs> Monk's Orchard. You anyway, drink apples in the apple orchard. <laughs> Man, did you drink some angry orchard today? From the grape orchard? Yes, it's, it's perfect. Yes. It was uh, also part of West Wickham and Shirley. The old hospital and its grounds. Shirley, you must be joking. <laughs> I'm not joking. And don't call me Shirley. <laughs> The old hospital and its grounds were brought, uh, brought, motherfucker, bought by Lord Rothermere and presented to the London uh, County Council for use as a park. Nice. The central part of the building was retained and became home to the Imperial War Museum in yes. 1936. That's the old one, right? That's the Mooresville one? Yeah. Whatever. Just keep reading. Okay. The hospital was absorbed into the National Health Service in 1948, like we mentioned earlier. 19 Fucking finally. 1997, the hospital oh. started planning celebration of its 750th fucking anniversary. That's a long time. Dude, I think, wait a minute, that was, what year was that? Um, 1997. Oh, Chainsaw's like two years older than that then. Yeah, all right, never mind. I, th I think at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, because yeah, I think Chainsaw was turning like 760-something in 97. Oh, he couldn't share the birthday. No. Aww. That's what I was going to say. Maybe that would be cool. Yeah, poor guy. Mm. The service user's perspective was not to be included, however, and members of the psychiatric survivors movement saw nothing to celebrate in either the original Bedlam or in the current practices of mental health professionals towards those in need of care. So in other words, people there were there, they were like, oh, you're celebrating what? The fact that these motherfuckers did a bunch of stupid shit and fuck people up? Guess, guess remember what happened? Back, yeah. Like, couple hundred years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure. Remember the lunatics? Yeah. 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 A campaign called Reclaim Bedlam was launched by Pete Shaw Shaughnessy, supported by hundreds of patients and ex-patients and widely reported in the media. A sit-in was held outside the earlier Bedlam site at the Imperial War Museum. The historian Roy Porter called the Bethlehem a hospital, quote, a symbol for man's inhumanity to man for callousness and cruelty. It's Holy over. shit, that was a lot to fucking take in. If you're still with us, fuck. The thing's 900 years old almost. Yeah, my God, that's so old. Well, 800 years old. Sorry. Yeah, almost as old sorry. as Chainsaw. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Almost. Well, nothing will ever be as old as Chainsaw. But the crazy thing is. Yeah, the, what's the crazy thing? The hospital continues to operate to this day oh, in this location. It does. It is still a it is still a psychiatric hospital. That is nuts. 800 years old. No pun intended on that at all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so with all that history so out just of the think fucking about way. Just think about that. When you, or when not. You, when you think something is, <laughs> like, old, like, around here. Yeah, think about like Bethlehem Like, in the United Hospital. States. Think about it. <laughs> like, it's literally... Like it's 200 years older than I was about than, to say than Columbus finding where whatever he found it's the Bahamas it's fucking 500 years older than the United States is you know what I mean like it's fucking what the f well I mean Oxford University is pretty old as well too what I don't know go away <laughs> <laughs> so with that out of the way let's drive into what really transpired to give this hospital its reputation and that drove Bedlam to strain its current meaning in our lexicon. To oh. strain? Yeah? Yep. Is that is that what you meant to say there? Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's old English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> old moody English is yes, what it is. Correct. Yes, yes. In other words, it found its spot, and this is why. Early on, sanitation was poor, and the patients were malnourished. Most of the patients were able to move about freely, but those who were considered dangerous were kept chained to the fucking walls. What the fuck? Patients' families often dumped unwell family members in the asylum and disowned them. In other words, peace out is yours now. <laughs> um, guys, it's getting a little cramped in here, do you think? Grandma? Get rid of Grandma? Should we just drop her off? We can just drop her off. They'll never... Or Timmy, he's jerking off with peanut butter again. Yeah, but we, we need Timmy. He's he's strong and, and virile. He can chop wood and stuff. And he's always got chunky peanut butter. He does. He does. Ew. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> what the fuck? Which, which turns into creamy peanut butter. <laughs> Hell, Again, boy. when was peanut butter invented? Yeah, did we figure that out? Yeah, you never looked that up. No, I didn't look that up. Right. Peanut butter was invented by a fucking a president of ours, wasn't he? No, 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 no. There was a scientist. It was, uh, it, was, uh, it was a black guy. It was. Um, 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 hold on, hold on. Uh, 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 it's Washington. Philip J. Yes. Peanut Butter. No, it was no. something Washington. No, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I got this. I, I can remember this. It's. No. You who, who, who? You're not even close. <sighs> Fucking hell. Uh, hold on. 1895. Uh -huh. uh, actually, it was in the United States. Dr. John Harvey Kellogg of the cereal fame invented oh. a version of peanut oh. butter in 1895. 
And it is believed that a St. Louis physician may have developed a version of peanut butter as a protein substitute for his older patients. I got you, protein substitute. (laughs) Wasn't it like fucking like something like Robert? (sighs) It's like Hoover, Washington or something like that. John J. Peanut Butter. Fucking, you literally... (laughs) Oh my god! Everyone right now is like screaming at us right now, like "Shut the fuck up and move on!" Or they're actually yelling at us, like who it actually is. George Washington Carver. That's what I said. But contrary to popular belief, he did not invent peanut butter. He invented other uses of peanuts. Oh, (laughs) like Timmy. (laughs) Him and Timmy got along. Him and Timmy were friends. It was Marcellus Gilmore Edson. What the, what the fucking word is this now? Who are we talking about here? Yeah, who? 1884, Marcellus Gilmore Edson of Canada patented peanut paste. Yes. The finished product from milling roasted peanuts between two heated surfaces. But it was not butter. It was a paste. Same goddamn thing. It's a totally different... Con- yeah, what is paste texture. just thicker? Is that what makes it a thicker paste a and not a butter? Because <laughs> technically it's not butter either, is it? I mean, butter is it's, anyway. Fucking holy derail. <laughs> so no, that's what it, it's. It's it's the fucking Canadian guy who invented peanut butter paste. That's that's what they call it back to. Oh, actually, peanut butter can be traced back to as early as the Aztecs and the Incas. Yes. So then, yes, Timmy probably did have it. Could have been jerking off with Aztec peanut butter. (laughs) (laughs) Timmy, that's uh, that's actually a family heirloom. (laughs) Can you please stop jerking off with the peanut butter? Yeah, grandfather got that on his journeys. (laughs) Oh, yeah? All right. Always with him. Grandpa taught me how to do this. (laughs) How do you think I learned how to use it? (laughs) Come here, Muffy. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, we've discussed other asylums and things dealing we with have. them, so yes. we won't get into the fact that most of the patients were horribly misdiagnosed due to little to no understanding of mental health until yeah. relatively recently. We all know that. We've Maybe talked couple, about this. A couple of them. They were all the most. A few. Some of the treatments used range from uh, barbaric, of course, and yeah. esoteric to just plain fucking crazy, and we've discussed those. Please go back to pretty much every episode we've done on those. Yes, one of those crazy ass ones was called rotational therapy. Oh, this is a good one. This mm. is a good one. Charles Darwin's grandfather, yeah. uh, Logan. Who is Charles Darwin? Uh, he's the guy who thought of Darwinism, which is the study of evolution oh, yeah. and like the finch of the Galapagos and all those other things as well, too. And he, isn't he the one that had an apple fall on his head? No, and, no, no, no. That no, was no. Isaac Newton. You did no, 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 no. That no, was that's Albert the guy that created Einstein. the fig Newton. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, that's the guy who created the fig Newton. It was Albert Einstein who got the apple dropped on his head. No, Albert. I hope I, you're. I really hope you're kidding. Albert me. Einstein is the guy who recreated the Frankenstein's monster, right? No, 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 yeah, no, 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 Einstein's no. monster. Einstein. <laughs> that was something in his I fucked that up when I was fucking said that immediately. <laughs> ah! So Charles Darwin's grandfather, er- Erasmus Darwin. Erasmus Darwin. What a fucking name. That's good. I like it. Began using qu- uh, rotational therapy, which involves spinning a patient around and around on a chair or swing for up to an hour. Wee! <laughs> Let's see, uh, you're not feeling well. Get in this chair. Yes, you spin me right round, baby, right round. Like a record, like baby. Like a record, baby. <laughs> hey. They would sometimes be spun over 100 times per minute. Jesus. That's a long It's like time. the fucking Gravitron at the fair. It's stuck like, to the wall. It's like that little thing in the fucking playground where you used to fucking get yeah, on and fall the, off yeah, of it. The merry-go-round. Yeah. No, no. You know what I'm talking about? The, not a yeah. merry-go-round. It's the one where everyone would spin that, it. Is that what it's called? I don't know. What it was? Uh, we called it pan. 
painful is what we call yeah, it. Yeah, you get one dude who would just run as fast as he can and spin everybody and then jump on and everyone would be like, ah! Yeah, hanging on. You My ever, kids love that fucking You ever thing. see the video where like somebody put their, uh, <laughs> their crotch rocket wheel up? Yeah, they put yeah. the crotch rocket wheel oh, on Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that kid was like, and it yep, flew and it off. fucking flew off. Oh my God. I hope that kid is okay. Obviously, this would create issues for the patient. Probably not any smarter. Yeah, well. <laughs> Many would get sick and vomit. Uh, shocker. Yeah. Most would become very upset and distraught while becoming severely disoriented. <laughs> the vomiting was seen as a good thing and progress in the treatment. <laughs> he's, he's doing okay. Keep keep going. Wait, wait. Hold on. Oh, much better. Yeah. I'm not crazy anymore. <laughs> I have exercised the demon. <laughs> Dr. Joseph Mason Cox was a doctor who uh, actually picked up this type of treatment later Didn't on. We have a Cox in the last episode, too. There's, dude, there's oh, three Cox in this Cox. room, right? It's <laughs> a lot of Cox. <laughs> the time spent spinning and the speed of the spin were to be determined by the good doctor. Considering the fact that the common side effect was fear, extreme <laughs> pallor, vomiting, and voiding the bowels and bladder, the doctor evidently commonly just overdid shit it. Shit flying around the room. Just out of both ends. Yeah. Uh, just. <laughs> except shit sprinkler. It, except it'd be more like. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> so, of course, he didn't think that he was overdoing it at the time. He wrote happily that, quote, after a few circumvolutions, I have witnessed the soothing, lulling effects when the mind has become tranquilized and the body uh, quiescent? Quiescent? Sure. Sure. Yeah, so in other because words, you shit yourself, yeah. you pissed yourself, and you threw no. up, so your body's just and like... passed out in a fucking whoa. corner. They're high off of quaaludes, dude. What? That's what quaalescent means. Got those quaaludes, man. (laughs) It's true that after being spun until fluid leaves the body via every available orifice, (laughs) most people have had the fight taken out of them and are ready for a fucking nap. There is one positive side effect of this kind of rampant torture of the insane. Scientists started noticing that vertigo has visual effects and used the chairs to study them. These rotating chairs mark the beginning of a lot of visual and mental experiments done on perception. Okay, so at least there's something good came out of that. You know I what I mean? Yes. Holy shit. I guess the janitor had a job. Who's <laughs> that? Just. <laughs> so gross. Frank. Frank, come in here, please. We just had a patient on the chair. Son of a bitch. But I don't want to. How did you get it up there? I don't have... What the fuck am I supposed to do with that? It's behind me. <laughs> so the early 1800s were, were particular, particularly, particularly a grim time, and many patients oh. were chained to the walls, naked or almost naked, as the medical director Ayo. felt that it was necessary to break each person's will. Of course that's what you want to do. That's literally what they said. Like, they, they we got to break their will. You got to break before, them down to build them up, before baby. Before we can get them better, we got to break them down. That's how I feel about relationships. What? You got to break them down before you build them up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You can send all hate, man. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. And if you know my wife, you know that's not true. Yeah. If anything, she would have fucking ice vice versa. balls or it's something. Also, yeah. Be vice versa. Yeah. She would have beat the... You're like a battered husband. Aren't she... You? No. Listen. Help me, please. She's, in, <laughs> she's tied me up in the base. No, I'm just kidding. Boobs? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> so some of the more barbaric and esoteric treatments included bloodletting. 
Yeah, that's great. That's cool. great. We love bloodletting. Out with right? the bad, in with the good. Right, you got to get a little blood out. Yeah. Right. You, you also got, a great band, Bloodletting. <laughs> you've got red on you. You've got red on you. <laughs> Drink up. Leeches and good old-fashioned starvation and beatings. But of course they did. <laughs> Ice baths would often Why be... Why <laughs> are you crazy? Stop being insane. Stop crying. Ice baths would Stop often... It. Stop being crazy. <laughs> The ice baths would often be used to try and calm oh. down hysterical patients. I don't know how that would work. Because, like, if someone tried to oh, stick Oh, but leeches me, are okay. If someone tried to stick... <laughs> no. Oh, well. But I'm like, saying, of all things, I don't know how the ice bath would work. But no, because think about it. Like, if you're, if you're like, you're a little touched, and someone tries to stick you in an ice bath, you are not going to calm down. No. Maybe. Right? No. No. Excuse me. Oh, yes. Good stuff. That's going to smell in a minute. So at the time, bloodletting was believed to be a completely acceptable and normal way to cure a patient of a variety of mental and physical ailments. <laughs> Doctors thought they could literally bleed a sickness out of a patient. Because they thought it was like your blood was poisoned. That's right. what they thought it was, man. Which, shocker, not only doesn't work, oh. it extra double doesn't work on mental illnesses. Really? Yeah. What if they tried like brainletting? I don't think that's going to work either. No? But have they tried that? I don't know. Well, we don't know until we try. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I guess technically a lobotomy is kind of... Yeah, it's kind of a brain letting. Did you just say L-botomy? An L-botomy? <laughs> I'd rather have a bottle in front of me than a frontal <laughs> lobotomy. <laughs> Many of the patients were forced to undergo treatment with leeches and the induction of blisters, which most uh, mostly just sounds fucking horrible. Yeah, it doesn't. But it weird. often proved fatal oh, on my. top of that. Reportedly, the How many physicians. Fucking leeches did they put on you? <laughs> well, that uh, isn't that that's still kind of a thing. Leeches, yeah, yeah, yeah. Leeches yeah, yeah. like actually will suck out uh, bacteria and uh, oh, yeah, poison do. and stuff out of your like Maybe. your body and stuff. Yeah, sure. there, there's plenty of something like that. Homeopathic places that are like, hey, put this leech on your balls. <laughs> yeah, right back there. <laughs> that just was yeah. hilarious. Logan's falling over back there a little bit. You got them all hot and bothered. <laughs> Talk about leeches on your balls, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Reportedly, the physicians at the time at least understood that everyone needs blood. So yes. only patients who were deemed strong enough to undergo treatment were allowed to have this uh, cure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sounds fun. Mm. Here's another great one. A doctor named William Black wrote that patients were placed in straight jackets and given laxatives, which was seen at Bethlehem as one of the, quote, principal remedies. Hearing voices... Some explosive diarrhea might uh, clear that up for you. Caesars, one diarrhea for you. <laughs> diarrhea for everyone. That place must have smelled fantastic. Could you fucking imagine? Ugh. Oh, my God. <laughs> here's straight jacket, and here's your okay, laxative. But, but why the straight jacket? I don't know. So you don't, like, try to catch it when it comes out? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> Maybe so they're not, like, rubbing it all over. Although you're just going to roll in it anyway. Yeah, right? like, I don't. Oh, my God. So we all know the best thing for someone who might not be in their right mind is to be left alone uh, in the dark for long periods of time. Yeah. Like really, really long periods of time. Really? Well, we may know that's probably not the best, but Bedlam never got that message. I wonder why. <sighs> well, um, I don't know. Their fax machine was broken, I think. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. yeah it was down for a while. Yeah yeah. 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 Some patients were left alone in solitary for days, weeks, even months at a time. And yeah, that seems very counterproductive. It, yeah. Because your brain starts to fucking go to That's mush. That's insane, dude. And if you're already having shit, like you're yep. fucking, you know, 
And then all of a sudden you're in there for a while. But then again, maybe that's what they thought. And like, then I come to visit you. <laughs> maybe they thought like, listen, if this guy's a little goofy, if we put him in a place that makes normal people goofy, maybe it'll make him not goofy anymore. You know, because they didn't. I mean, let's talk about science back then. You know what I mean? So maybe that's what yeah, they were thinking. I, I don't know. You know, I don't know. It seems logical to me. Sure. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I honestly, yeah, I guess they could think that it. it I don't know. <laughs> I mean, no, you're right, though. They, I mean, I mean, uh, I mean yeah, I mean, I like, guess. Look, this normally fucks people up. What if they're already fucked up? Maybe it'll help them out. Right. So let's Maybe. reverse it. Yeah. Reverse the pull there. Flip it. This. Reverse it. Yep. Yeah, put my thing down. Flip it and reverse it. Love it. One of the worst ones was the example of the inhumane conditions was that of James Norris. Ah, uh, yes. Chuck Norris's grandfather. I believe so. Norris, an American Marine, it has to be. There you go. Had been sent to Bethlehem. That's why Chuck is so pissed off. Because his grandfather. Yeah. I think it's his great grandfather, actually. Okay. Yeah. Well, he was sent there on the 1st of February in 1800. So probably he, great, 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 great grandfather. Great, great, possibly, yeah. great, great, great. Great, great. Great, great. Okay. For, uh, <laughs> he was kept in Bethlehem's an incurable wing, which. If after everything else we've heard, that sounds uh, yes. fucked up. The old incurable wing. Yes, ain't shit we can do for him. <laughs> put him in the incurable wing. Did you put him in the chair? Yeah, he shit all over the place. He's still bad. <laughs> yeah. Did you lock him in a room for months? What about yep. the leeches? Did you use leeches? Tried leeches on the balls. Nothing. Nothing. Straight jacket. Straight jacket and laxatives. Ice bath. We did do the ice bath. He kicked me and he fought the whole time. Did you beat him persistently? Oh, we've been beating him since day one. Shit, put him in the incurable ring. All right. That's it. He's done. All right. Norris's arms were penned to his sides by iron bars. Okay. He was also kept chained to the wall by his neck. This 55-year-old man had been continuously kept in this position for more than 12 fucking years. There's an illustration. I'll see if I can find it um, that I came across of that. And it was basically like, but, I mean, he was sitting. He's like, Is he sitting. fed? Does someone feed him? I would assume so. You can't go 12 years without eating. But he was like... <laughs> really? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if you knew that. I don't know if you knew that or not. No, but like, he was like it. sitting on the bed, like kind of with his back to the wall. And like he had this thing over him that looked like... Um, it was kind of rounded, like went over his shoulders. And it was like just iron straps almost. that kept him like this. And he had like a thing around his neck and it was like bolted to the wall. It looked like it was just like sitting like that straight up. For 12 years. So imagine sitting like on your bed with your back against the wall and your head like up against the wall and then your arms just like straight down at your sides. That's I how couldn't do that for there. 12 minutes. Yeah. Oh my God. That's, Let's oh. see if I can find that picture. Dude, then that's why Chuck Norris is pissed, dude. I know, man. Mm -hmm. So the apathy of families abandoning their relatives to a hellish existence in Bethlehem led to a new form of exploitation. From the 1700s to the 1800s, there was a marked increase in the dissection of bodies to learn more about human anatomy. But of course there was. That's what they did back then, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what, what were those guys' name? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Hare and... Oh, the two guys that like would find the, the bodies and shit? They would dig up bodies and they yeah. started killing people so they could yeah. give them to the uh, medical community and shit? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yes. That is correct, sir. What the fuck was the other guy's name? It's Hare and... Something Frankenstein, right? No. No. What? Einstein. Kind of. <laughs> it, was, it was Einstein, dummy. It was, was Hare and Einstein. <laughs> you mean Logan and Dick Paul? Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Oh, fuck them. In the 1790s, Bethlehem's chief surgeon was Brian Crowther, a man who saw opportunity in the search for corpses to study. 
Crowther would dissect Bethlehem's dead patients in the name of medical science, believing that he would be able to find a difference in the brains of his mentally ill patients compared to a normal normal person. You know, mm -hmm. Abby. Mm -hmm. Abby normal. <laughs> um, Abby. Eagle. What was the name on again? Um, Abby. Abby normal. <laughs> Abby something. Abby what? Abby normal. <laughs> you gave me God, I love that movie so much. Anyway, I'm so sorry. So, of course, he did these operations without any kind of consent or legal right. Right? Of yes. course he did. Absolutely, yeah. No, Because it's all in the name of science. He was a dick. It's poetry in motion. Boo, boo, boo. One of the best ways to sum up the reasoning behind this torture is to let you know from the man who was behind the worst of it. John Haslam. And that name sounds really fucking familiar to me. Yeah, because our Browns owner is Jimmy Haslam. Oh, my God. <laughs> is this his like, great-great-grandfather? Probably. Which explains a lot, to be Could honest be. with you. Maybe. Uh, by the way, it was Burke. Burke and Hare. Burke and Hare. There it is. Thank you. Not Burke and Stock. Burke and Hare. Not Burke Front Lake Airport, right? Airport. Burke, Burke, Jihad, Mohammed. No, I don't know. That's from a movie as well. Please don't get mad at me. That's from a movie. I swear to God, it is. So John is that has Team America. Yeah, Team America. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Go watch that, and you'll understand. Please, I'm not trying to make fun of it. Anyway, I'm going to keep going. John Haslam <laughs> was one of the most sinister figures in the history of Bethlehem, and it was while he was. <laughs> da, da, da. While he was the head of management that the institution sunk to a new low in depravity. Ooh. While Brian Crowther was conducting illegal dissections as chief surgeon, Haslam used to play five-finger death punch records. Wow. For Seriously. all of his patients. What a piece of shit. That's horrible. You know what else, though? I didn't put it in here. That is so horrible. I didn't put it in here because I didn't want to like traumatize too many people. Yeah. But also, I guess for the really bad ones, oh my god, he would play Nickelback. <gasps> oh god, yeah, dude, I, I don't. Is, oh. Am I insane for liking both of those? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> Look at his photograph. Every time I you ever see that one where it's like it just goes look at this graph and it's, it's just him yeah. with a graph. It's so funny, and of course that's not true. Oh. Sons of bitches. Oh. Anyway, while Brian Crowther was doing all this what stuff, Haslam used various tortures against the patients. So oh. before they went to go see the, you know, he was adamant that the first step to curing the patients was breaking their wills first, and like we talked, we talked about. about yeah. So yeah, they figured, fuck them, break their will and they'll be fine. So that sounds fucking horrible. Deplorable even. Oftentimes, patients would lack even basic amenities for living. That includes proper clothing and food. You know, unless you consider a straight jacket. It and does poop. say it does say jacket in the name. It is. I mean it might have kept him warm. I don't know. I never even thought about that before. Yeah. Assume, but for some reason I see in my head they have a straight jacket on, but then nothing no below pants. the waist. Yeah. yeah. And they're just shitting all over themselves. Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting out of it. Just too. everywhere. Yeah. There's that strap that goes through like in between the legs, so like your shit would just be flying out everywhere. Oh my god. Wonder if you could like aim it. I would be trying. <laughs> what the fuck? Just bend over and be like, watch this. Just hold it in as long as you could and just be like, come here for a second. Look. And anyways, yeah. a... Can you adjust the strap for me? No. <laughs> Bill, Bill, come here. Timmy's jerking off with the peanut butter. Watch this. <laughs> right in his eye. Just, you, get, you get one of the orderlies to try to fasten your strap right. You're like, the strap's messed up. As soon as he and reaches just, down there. Just blow it out. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. It's so great. It's a gross episode. God. 
Ugh. To make things even worse for the patients from approximately the early 1600s until 1770, the public was yeah. able to go for a wander through Bedlam. So you could just walk through Bedlam. You could. Ah, you could. Yeah, yeah. Just walk when you just go ahead and walk right through. Money was collected as entrance fees, and it mm -hmm. was hoped that seeing the crazy people would make people feel sufficiently compassionate that they would donate funds to the hospital. Okay, well, I, I kind of understand where they're mm -hmm. coming from. Yeah. You know, another reason for this was uh, that they hoped it would attract the families of these patients and that they would bring the, those patients food and clothing and other things they needed to the hospital or so the hospital would not have to provide them. That's kind of fucked up. Yep. It's like if you happen to see your daughter or son... Please provide something because you left them here like 25 years ago and they need it and we're broke. So pretty much looking at you, Phil. <laughs> uh, okay. That, if Your that, son shit on me today, by the way. I've been shot on seven times. And if that's not bad enough, how about the mass graves? Ooh. Oh, sounds fun. Modern-day construction of the London Underground unearthed mass graves on the grounds of Bethlehem, created specifically to get rid of the corpses, uh, the corpses of those who didn't survive the hospital's care. Discovered in 2013, the mass grave uh, dated back to uh, 1569, and uh, there were somewhere close to, yeah, get this, 20,000 fucking people buried there. <laughs> I like the, the tooth suck on that yeah. one. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, now I, I I want to I'm not defending this in any way, but 2013 from 1569, this place is still functioning. This was on a different this wasn't at the final hospital site. This, oh, was, so the one the, more. this was one of the earlier hospitals. Okay, sites. okay. So what I'm saying is that that's a very long that's um, um fucking four hundred and fifty years worth of people going there and I don't know. If you divide 20,000 by 450, it's still a fuck ton. Jesus. <laughs> that's so bad. Oh my God, that's horrible. Amazingly, authorities have managed to identify some of the deceased. That's that's awesome. Interesting, yeah. But many others will likely never get a face and name. That is fucked up. Yep. Logan was pooping, I believe. Were you pooping? Yeah, unfortunately. Okay. Did you hear what I said? Something about 20,000 divided by 450. Well, yes. What is that? Fifty, something, like four. It's like forty-two. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah it'd be like forty-two, forty-three. So that'd be like forty-two people a year. Yes. Yeah. For four hundred and fifty years. Yeah. That's a person a week almost. Fucked. Just chucking them in. Oh my! Oh my dear! Every God. every Monday, instead of football on Sundays, it was body tossing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just, it's Sunday. Let's see what we got. Up oh, there's one. Here we go. Whoop. There we go. <laughs> Mildred, right. what day is it? <coughs> Sunday. Oh. <laughs> it's time to toss the body. <laughs> the local body toss. Time to toss the body. <laughs> so, anything about any of these areas being haunted here, right? Um, do we have anything like that here? We do. Because, you know, this is kind of why we wanted to talk about this place. Even though now that I know a lot about this place, more than I did before because I didn't know anything about it before. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I fucking do it right, baby. Holy shit. Like before we even get look, into the hauntings man. and stuff, that's look, fucking crazy. You you know I pick it and you do it. That's right. That's right. Like your butthole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I pick yeah, it yeah. and you eat it. Is that how that works? Nope, nope, I do it. <laughs> 
Ew. I don't know. <laughs> what? Ugh. No, man. It was uh, yeah, not without was... my straight jacket. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, though, man. You like stuff like this. It's, it's fucking eight hundred years old. There's gonna be a lot of history, you know. Yeah. And we love our history. On it's a lot, of, and we do. Uh, that's not, uh, to be honest. I'm fascinated we we by like it. it. We like it. Yeah. Also, also, I did find out. Um... <laughs> Your car's haunted. <laughs> no, my fuck my car. Um, <clears throat> this this is one of those episodes that when I was looking at like uh, information. Uh-huh. There was like three like really good sources, right? Which is where most of it came from, uh-huh. and then like every other thing I looked at, mm-hmm. just like pulled from those sources, and it was like, I'm like, okay, read that one already, read that, and then I just like for the fuck of it, I always double check like Wikipedia just to see if there's something I can follow up on. Literally, at least four sections on Wikipedia were literally just word for word from one of the articles that I was coming out of. Anyways, I'm just like, so okay. did one? Do you think the article actually took it from Wikipedia or vice? No, 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 no. Because it was like a Brit. It was like I, the one was a BBC article. Oh boy! And I'm pretty sure the BBC is not going to be fucking taking shit from Wikipedia. I love the Bibic. And uh, there was another one that was like a, a British, like British history something or other. And that was that's the one where I got like a lot of the early information from. And I and I don't think they would have taken it from you know, and I mean there was actually uh, the one. I mean the British take something because they have the yeah. uh, they have the uh, notate the the notations where you can see where they got the information from right. And a lot of them came said from they were that, notated yeah. from the one article I was reading. Well, I'm interested in the haunting part. No, there's uh, I found a couple of cool stories. I found a couple of them. So we do have some of that. Although the first few sites have long been transformed into other things. The girls that happened there. The girls that happened there. <laughs> what? <laughs> Missed that one, didn't we? The girls that happened there. The girls that. <laughs> the girls that happened there could have left tons of negative juju. I mean, there were a lot of women there. Okay, so let's talk about some of these girls. <laughs> yeah, All right, so these are actual stories about this place here, and they're haunted stories. So I hope you guys are. It's it's almost Halloween, so therefore, should I English accent or should it get to like spooky? Both. An English spooky? Yes. Right. I think you should read it in my voice. <laughs> <laughs> so, quote: The Liverpool Street Underground Station was opened in February of 1874 on the site of the original Bedlam Hospital. Former patients haunt this busy section of the London Underground. One compelling sighting happened in the summer of 2000. Ooh, that's recent. Yeah. A line controller spotted something strange on the CCTV camera that he was monitoring that showed the Liverpool station. And by the way, um, CCTV stands for closed caption television. That's not what I was going. Oh, sorry. And no, it doesn't anyways. Correct. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god (laughs) what i was gonna say is is that uh they have uh in london there's cameras everywhere like it's all like i mean cameras i mean every corner and like everywhere they've got a big ass freaking thing with cameras whatever it's one guy with spectacles it's the neighborhood watch right what no. Spectacles, testicles, wallet, and watch. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, moving on. Sorry, I got to get back. It was 2 a.m. in the morning, and the station was closed for the night. The witness saw a figure wearing white overalls in an eastbound tunnel. That's a piss-poor accent, by the way. 
piss poor. You want me to get more like this? Yeah, yeah get a little get more, more cockney, dude. I gotta get, get more cockney. Yeah, I feel like that's not as eloquent, and it doesn't come across as as, as well. I could definitely dive further if you'd like. <laughs> Is that better? If you like this, hey, you do what you got. All right. Everybody. He became concerned since he knew no contractors worked the station this late at night. Oh. He called his station supervisor to report what he was seeing on the screen. Okay. The supervisor went to investigate. The line controller watched as the supervisor stood nearby this mysterious figure. Oh. So he was confused when his supervisor called to say he had not seen any figure. The lion controller told his boss that the figure had stood so close to him that he could have reached out and touched it. <gasps> Hearing this, the supervisor continued to search for the figure. Mm -hmm. Again, the lion controller saw the figure walk right past his boss on the screen. But again, his boss did not see the figure. Interesting. The supervisor finally, giving up, went to leave the station. But as he did so, he spotted white overalls placed on a bench <gasps> that he had passed before. Oh, my. He stated that they could not have been placed there without him seeing who had done it. Oh, oh boy. Even before the Liverpool station was built, the area where the hospital stood was considered haunted. Between 1715 and 1812, many... Oh, wait, are we done with that part? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh. It's still the same thing. Oh, okay, good, 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 good. Many... <laughs> <laughs> Many witnesses reported to hearing a female voice crying and screaming. It is believed that this is a former patient from Bedlam. Oh. Rebecca Griffins was buried in the area while alive. She always frantically clutched a coin in her hand. Witnesses stated they hear her asking, Where here your ha penny is? What? <laughs> where her ha penny is? Half penny. Asking where her a penny? ha penny is? Is that what they like call like a like a is is that what a, what what did you call that thing earlier? The shilling is that what a shilling is? Is a half a penny? I don't fucking know, dude. Fucking hell. Do I look British to you? No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's pretty crazy, right? So the is. following comes from the old building that was turned into the Imperial War Museum. So this is the original building, or is this the second this building? This is the third building. The fourth. I thought the third building was the main building that's still intact now. No, that's the fourth building. Son of a fuck. Okay. So this is the third one. Yes, I believe so. Okay. Correct. It is said that to this day, the specters of those who suffered in Bedlam still roam the hallways and rattle the chains in remembered anguish. Oof. During the Second World War, a detachment of the Women's Auxiliary Air Force was stationed inside the Imperial War Museum with barrage balloons. Much of the museum has parts that date back to Bedlam and isn't hard to imagine them as cells full of the uh, damned inmates, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about it, this fucking place is old as shit. Those, it's gone through so much. Those damned inmates. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, it's gone through... I mean, holy shit, dude. 800 years. It's gone through fucking everything. It's seen some stuff, man. And some things. <laughs> I've seen some shit. <laughs> Many of the young girls who were ga uh, garrisoned inside had never heard of the building's sordid past, so had no reason to fear it. Yet soon complaints began to flood in as during um, the night, many found they could not sleep, kept up by a strange moaning and the rattling of chains. <laughs> is, that, is that a good chain noise? No. <laughs> or was the moaning like... Uh, uh. <laughs> 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 
Oh my God. Happy Halloween, fuckers. Anyway, the long past inmates of Bedlam Ooh. made their displeasure well known. So it, it probably wasn't a good moaning. Sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, the complaints became so bad, the entire detachment had to be rehoused nearby. Oh my. Possibly the most famous ghost of Bedlam is the sad specter of poor Rebecca. At a merchant's house by London Bridge lived a lovely young girl by the name of Rebecca. She fell head over heels in love with a handsome young Indian man who had come to lodge uh, with the family. Hmm. So besotted was she that when he packed up his bags to return to India, she was shocked that he hadn't loved her quite nearly as much as she loved him. Hmm. She helped him to pack his things, hoping all the while that he would change his mind and agree to stay. But all she received was a gold sovereign that he slipped into her hand before leaving forever. Oh. I'm sure that's not the only thing he slipped into her hand. <laughs> the grief of her spurting was too much for her mind to handle, and she snapped, soon being admitted to Bethlehem Hospital. The golden sovereign he had given her was gripped firmly in her fist for the remainder of her short life. Is that the... Uh, no, that can't be the same. Oh, what? Is that the same as the girl asking for her penny? No, I, I don't so believe That's like so. a different place, It's though. a totally different one. Huh. Yeah. So the final token from her lost love, never to be given up. When she finally wasted away into death, it did not go unnoticed by one of the guards who prized the coin. Ah, maybe it is. Who actually pried the coin from her hand and then buried her with her most prized possession. It was after that the guards, inmates, and visitors all began to report a strange sight indeed. A wan and ghostly... A wan? A, what's a what the fuck is Wan? W A N, Wan? I don't know. Anyway, uh, ghostly figure began to roam the halls of Bedlam, searching for her lost love token. It sounds like the same one, right? It does. Her spirit refusing to be put to rest until she had uh, had it back in her hand. Pale and giving the impression of illness or exhaustion. So Wan is she a was fucking looking, word. She was looking Wan or Wan. Wan. <laughs> <laughs> Pajamas. And bleary-eyed, looking wan. Yeah. Okay. Wayne, it is said that wan? she still wanders the halls to this day. Remember, they're still fucking open, looking for that stolen coin to make her whole once more. And almost, yeah, it's got to be the same one, right? But the other one said it, it was younger. Juan. 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 Like Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, spelled yeah same way. Spelled the same way. Juan. Juan. So it's Obi looking sick Kenobi. <laughs> I mean, he did. He was quite pale, especially for being in the sun. You know, he, you look at him; he was pretty pale. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So there you have it: the fucking <laughs> convoluted and craziness of the Bedlam Asylum. Look, dude, that's what happens when you get into shit that was built in 1200 by Chainsaw. But listen, <laughs> hey, oh, Chainsaw, good job on that place. Yeah. Even though you had to do it four fucking times. One of them, I can't. I think it was the second one, was built over a sewer as well. So that's fun. Always like overflowed and shit. Yeah, how crazy is that to even think about that fucking thing being around for like eight hundred years? Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess. So the institution itself has been around for eight hundred years. The buildings have not been around. It's not like an eight hundred year old building that it's been in. You know what I mean? No, I get, I get what you're saying there. But, but I'm it's just crazy saying, that anything's lasted that long, like, right? You know, regardless, and, it's and not then, like a secret society or something crazy that, like, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just, it's crazy that this is a. It's, it'd be like, and no, I can't even put anything in comparison to that. That's, yeah. that's fucking crazy to me. So. You know what? Hold on a second. I want to see. You keep going. Keep going. Oh, okay. Well, 
I just I want to I want to get a timeline comparison just to see something. Uh oh. But go ahead. You you keep you keep. Going. Are you trying to figure out like when? Just I want to give a comparison to like what else was going on in the world when this fucking place was built. Chainsaw started elementary school. Correct. No, I know that. Right. Other than that. Yes. Yes. I mean, got eight hundred years ago. You're talking like was the Incan civilization still around back then? That's what I'm looking for, bro. Yeah, that's fucking. I want to see like that's why I want to like I kind of want to see what's going around when all this shit was. Let's see. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's the Bedlam Asylum. It's something I heard about. I I know it's still one of the most haunted places in the world. Boom. And apparently, there's one girl that just really wants her coin back. Is that what happens? Yeah. Yeah. She's she's pretty. Yeah. A lot of shit went down there. In the meantime, though, guess what? But it's time for our favorite part of the show. Oh yes, the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for uh, the movie. I'm not even in the right. Oh wait, I wasn't the right spot. There we go. <laughs> and now, boys and girls, see, I held that out. <laughs> All right, so guess what? We're talking about British horror movies, yes. right? Uh, like London-based horror movies. London. La- England. London. Can you, you name that movie? What? England. No? I think you just said a word. You want to hear something crazy? It's Black Knight with Martin Lawrence. Oh. Do you know what the world's population is right now? Like 7.8 billion, right? I don't know. I'm asking. <laughs> It's got to be something like that. Why? All right. Because the world population at this time, when that place was built, yeah, somewhere between 400 and 416 million. That's it? That's it. Huh. That seems that seems really high to me, though. That it's, seems like extraordinarily high to me. You realize there's 373 million people in the United States. Oh, hold on States a second. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Say that again. 400, 400 million. 416 million. Oh, yeah. See, I, yeah, my mind just kind of like put together billion with million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm stupid. Go ahead. It's all good. Oh, that's good. Keep going. Yeah, okay. So if anyway, I find anything else. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. So we're going to be talking about some British horror movies here, Ooh, right? Very nice, very nice. In fact, it's the top 10 British horror movies you need to watch. Oh. Considering that we are coming up on Halloween, and hopefully you yeah, guys are watching yeah. your horror movies. I actually watched um, um, the, the Quiet Place 2. Oh, how was, how was last that? Night. Predictable, but, but good. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, but good. Okay. Yeah. And the whole yeah. movie was predictable, the first one and the second yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, it was predictable, but it was good. I liked it. I thought it was very cool. I'm, uh, you know, I try to watch at least one horror movie a night, and but yet my wife absolutely hates it. So I had to watch, oh, this is hilarious. I had to watch a funny movie beforehand mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because, again, no horror movies for Grace. Uh, so we watched uh, Vacation Friends with John Cena. Mm, is, that the, is that the one where he's a drug dealer? No. Okay. Then I have no idea what you're talking it about. It is fucking hilarious. So just okay. I highly recommend that one. Real, Go watch that one. Real quick. Yeah. So this was built like twelve forty something, right? <laughs> is when it was built. Uh, I don't I, you want me to rewind it and find out? No, I mean no, but it was like around twelve forties. Yeah, because it was twelve forty seven. Okay. Uh twenty years prior to this being built, Genghis Khan died. What? <laughs> Like legit, Genghis Khan died in uh, twelve twenty-seven. Did you know? So twenty years later, they built this fucking building. By the way, that Genghis Khan's um, lineage, yeah, everyone has it. It pretty much extends yeah. to like the entire yeah 
Yes. Your fucking population. Yep. Yes. That That's is. fucking crazy. Think about that. That dude laid so much dick. Yeah. Holy shit. He must have been tired. <laughs> I mean, like, that's insane. Anyway. Yeah, so this place was built 20 years after. It's actually pronounced Chengis Khan. Chengis? Yeah, it's pronounced like Chengis or Chengis. Chengis Khan, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I just ate there like last week. It was good. Yeah. 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 I wanted to go there one time. They got good sushi. Ah, it's yeah. good. So number 10 on our list we're talking about. Wait, aren't the... they a burger joint? What? Aren't they a burger joint? Who? I don't know. Chengis Kahan? Yeah. No. no. Sushi. 10 British horror movies you, you need to watch, all right? The, the, number 10, and I want to know if Logan's seen any of these. Probably I got gotcha. you. Right. 1976, The Omen. I've seen it. Yeah. Yes. Obviously. You have not. Put, put you've, never, on it. you've never watched this. The main characters. The story of Damien, the evil little boy, often associated with the number 666, is an old age classic story. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it originated in 1976 with the Jesus. film The Omen, and this story has been the subject of countless remakes, retellings, and movies loosely based on it ever since. With all the hype it inspired, the original film that started it all is too often overlooked. It was directed by Richard Donner and starred Gregory Peck. Today, the original awesome. version of The Omen holds an impressive 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Being the origins of a pivotal figure, pivotal, pivotal, sorry, pivotal figure in horror, this film is well worth the watch. And it is, even though it was like based in the 70s, it's a cool movie to watch. I thought it was cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like it. I like, I, it. I like it. I thought it was good. I like it a lot. <laughs> I like it a lot. I like it a lot. <laughs> Number nine is Mom and Dad. Never seen it. It's oh. mum, not mom. That's the I only one that's lost. I've mom. never seen mum. It's mum and dad. Mum. Dad. Mum and dad. It's mum and dad. No, no, no. It's dad. No, it's dad. It's dad. It's dad. Yeah. Dad is Scottish. You don't say dad. Yeah, I was going to say, why do you sound so Scottish it's right dad. now? Dad. <laughs> look, it's pop, all right? So not to be mistaken for the lifeless, mediocre 2017 American remake starring Nicolas Cage and Blech. Selma Blair. <laughs> Wait, you're reading the wrong thing. Fuck. No, I'm not. Yes. No, no, mom and dad, right here. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. Suck it, bitch. Oh, you'll well, you'll see why that I thought you were reading the wrong thing in a minute. Steven Shields' Mom and Dad was created almost ten years before and holds a much more respectable reputation than its American counterpart because mm. fucking Nicolas Cage. Hey, Premiering whoa, whoa, in on. the What? Nicolas Cage, an amazing actor. Okay. Shut your shut your fucking mouth. Well, there's a finger in the air. What? What's up? What'd you find? Uh-oh. Oh. He uh, either has to poop or he found something. No, I did find something. And you have to poop. So the... Uh, we talk oh, about poop a lot out here. Well, it's because I've been shitting my it's brain. poop again. Right now, <laughs> poop again. So this place, this uh, this was built in... Um, in 12... 47. Correct. Yes, yes, yes. The Aztec Empire, it says, was founded in 1428. No. Was founded. That's what no, it says. no, no. Yeah, no, I'm. That's why I was saying like yeah. that, dude. That's insane. But bro. who found it? <laughs> Napoleon. I don't. I don't like your son at all. So that's what it says, though. I don't know how true that is, but what do you mean? It's it's on the internet. It has to be true, right? It's, Correct. That's right. So premiering in the London Fright Fest Film Festival, Mom and Dad is the story of Lena, an airport cleaner who was forced to stay with her colleague, uh, colleague after finding herself stranded one night after work. You mean colleague? Or colleague as in the dog? I said colleague. Okay, I'm trying to make sure. What the fuck? I heard colleague, I'm sorry. A colleague, like, like Lassie? Yes. No. Okay. 
Kali Ma? That'd be even greater. Kali Ma. <laughs> That'd be amazing if she had to stay with her like her dog afterwards. Right. Like in the and no. So the film is dark and it has a dark and twisty story being pegged as a slasher, but at its core, it's a little too complex to be just a slasher. I've never oh. seen this one. Wow. I may have to give that a chance. You have not seen the movie. Mom and Dad. Mom and Dot. Not no, that's no, German. That's the German version. <laughs> Und Dad. Mother und Vater. Sie Mother und Vater. I see this movie, it's great. It's called Mustache and Dad. <laughs> What's the mustache? He comes out. Don't worry, Hitler was sleeping the entire time. Oh, very nice. Very so, nice. number eight on this is The Woman in Black. And by the way, again, oh, those yes. are jokes, people. We fuck Hitler, fuck all that bullshit. Anyway, so yes. this one is The Woman in Black. Yes, and I. I, I don't think I've seen this. 2012. I have. I have. I have. With, uh, He's actually seen that one. with Harry Potter. Hey, I've seen two on this it list, like and it. we're on number three. That's the one right. that Harry Potter played, and I think you did not see that first one. Yes, I did. Which I have one? Seen the you, Omen. I know you have not. You, did you see the remake Omen or the actual Omen? Right. Now we're splitting hairs. <laughs> uh, see, see. Are we splitting Burke and hairs? Oh! folks that's what that's called anyway so the second film adaptation of susan hill's 1983 novel james watkins the woman in black was a box office smash hit and received significant critical praise yes though today the film is remembered as little more than an average supernatural thriller in its time the woman in black certainly made its mark the 2012 film is normally regarded as the best film adaptation of susan hill's story but the 1989 version is also worth the watch so yeah yes. that's harry potter right yes 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 that's 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 severus snape in black what i've never seen anything from Me harry either. potter i have no, no idea, idea. you've never seen a fucking harry potter i've movie? never watched a single one of them nope. says oh the guy that never God. saw a woman we're watching all the harry potters <laughs> never now. saw what I said, says the guy who never saw Omen. <laughs> I have seen Omen. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, I know for a fact we've all seen this one. Number seven, 28 days later. Never seen it. Yep. God damn I just it, wanted Logan. to hear you say that. That's all I God damn it. Have you seriously seen this one? I have not? seen 28 days later, 28 weeks later, and the soon to come 28 months later. All right. So in You've the early 2000s. That <laughs> That's impressive. In the early 2000s, the zombie genre was at its peak with hits such as Shaun of the Dead, one of my favorites, <laughs> I Am Legend, love that one, Fido, I've never seen Fido, what is Fido? I have that. Fido well. is... It's pretty it, good. It's a sad movie, it really is. Oh. They basically like keep a zombie as a pet. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, wait, like, like, at, like, fucking, uh... Like watching Shaun of the Dead at the very end. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a little that. different. But that it's like a family, like, it's weird. It's, it's... I've never heard of that one. It. I actually have it at home. So, and a slew of awesome George A. Romero flicks, movies chronicling post-apocalyptic events, and the attack of the living dead were all the rage. 28 Days Later was directed uh, by Danny Boyle and starred Cillian Murphy. Is it Cillian or Killian? Killian. Killian. Killian Murphy. Is it Killian? Yeah. I was like the beer. Which, by the way, he was actually in uh, the, A Quiet Place too. Oh, very nice. Yeah, because John, what's his face from The Office? He's, he's not in it. Oh, no? No. He okay. got killed in the, in the last one. Yeah. I, never, oh, well, I actually never saw that Spoiled one. the fuck out of that, didn't I? <laughs> well, I guess I don't have to see it now, do I? <laughs> Bruce Willis <laughs> is a ghost. So the film presents a unique take on the zombie genre and is a very powerful addition to the collection of early 2000s horror flicks. I love the 27 um, movies. I think they're fucking great. I love that the zombies are way more intense. Yes. They're not just whopping around like, they're coming after your ass. Almost like World War Z. 
And that movie was, oh my God, number six. It's probably one of my favorite horror movies of all time. It's an American werewolf in London. See, that one was... Good one. You've never seen this. I've seen parts. You've never seen this. I have seen parts. You have not. Young Buck, I know you haven't, because if you did, you'd love it, just like I do. So shut the front door. I can't. We're down in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> From 1981, probably one of the most famous British horror films ever made, An American Werewolf in London was revolutionary when it hit theaters in 1981. Today, it holds an excellent 88% on Rotten Tomatoes and is still what, what? cited as one of the most iconic werewolf films ever. Why is it iconic, though? Because they made a guy grow more hair on screen? I mean, come on. What? Why did you invite him again? Seriously, yeah, like he was here when we got here. Fuck yeah, dude! I've been here like two hours prior to you. I just literally in, right? broke my car so we wouldn't have to be here with him. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me it's my fault. So an American werewolf in London follows two American colleagues. Uh, colleague, see you fucked me up on the colleague. College <laughs> students who are victims of a wolf attack in the midst of their backpacking journey through Britain. It turns out the wolf that attacked them was actually a werewolf, and the story goes from seemingly ordinary and comedic to frightening. It was a major milestone in the genre. And the main reason you asked earlier is why is because the special effects, the way the special effects were actually done. And it was like, it broke boundaries. Oh yeah, dude. It was like like the avatar of its time. You just asked me a question. Now you're saying, hell yeah. Because I've seen the movie. You have, you lion sack. Dude, Einstein Kills makes a great song. (laughs) What the fuck is He's got to stop drinking on the show. Einstein kill? <laughs> I said Einstein kill. <laughs> <You're> amazing. <laughs> what are you talking about? Einstein kill. Einstein was an Indian, bro. <laughs> Number five, Ghost Watch from 1992. Ghost Watch. It's about a ghost watch. It's, I, a, it's a, a spectral watch. It's a watch that tells <laughs> that, time. That floats around and like slaps people with the band. Is that what it really is? Is that about? actually what it's That'd about? Because I would watch that. Get it? So, uh, Ghost Watch was a British <laughs> mockumentary made for TV film that uh-huh. premiered on BBC One on made Halloween night in 1992. It was helmed by Leslie Manning, who would go on to direct a 2006 TV series titled The Story of Tracy Beaker. Ghost Watch was originally created for a BBC anthology series, Screen One, but it kind of took on a life of its own and became much more than an episode in a series. The film is relatively unknown to this day, but nevertheless, it was a milestone for the mockumentary genre and is an underrated gem that is definitely worth checking out. I've never heard of that. So I have a question. I've heard of it. So are they making fun of like the ghost? I know nothing about it. The ghost shit? Is that what you're doing? This is why I thought you were wrong, by the way. I thought you were reading the wrong thing. Mm, Gotcha. What's your question? There is more than one BBC? Well, just like VH hits and VH classic and VH what VH1, whatever it is, like VH. MTV, MTV2. What's this? Dude, MTV X, by the way, back in the day, was a fucking amazing. Wait, there was an MTV X? Yeah, and it played nothing but like oh, just amazing rock videos. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Yep. Was it uncensored? Yeah, as far as I remember. Okay, uh, that's all that matters. Because yeah. you can't call it X without it being uncensored. That's just like... Ridiculous. Generation X, bro. Yeah. Extreme. I don't know. Anyway, number four on this <laughs> is The Wicker Man, but not the Nicolas Cage one. It's oh. the 1973 version which has to be better not to be mistaken for the, the absolute bees. why do you hate <laughs> nicholas Cage? the bees because i don't He's hate have you nicholas seen Cage. his newest movie the fucking whatever it is wally's world or whatever the fuck it's called I just watched it the other day How is it? did you did you did you actually watch it fucking horrible 
He didn't say a single line the entire movie. It How is, is it horrible? It is. He didn't do it anything. It is laughable, dude. It's the. You know what it is? It is. Uh, really and I feel bad, bad for him because obviously his finances are in dire straits. <laughs> I don't think they are. I don't think they are either. I really don't. I he think can't he just be making much I off think, of those, dude. I think he just fucking does it. Just I think uh, just, just for what, the banter, right? No, this is what I think. This is what I think about Nicolas Cage. I uh, think that Nicolas Cage was doing well, mm-hmm. and then he made a couple of shit movies, mm-hmm. right? And then he was like, you know what? Everyone's laughing, saying it makes shit movies and whatever. He's like, I'm gonna stick with it. I think I legitimately think that Nicolas Cage is is. In the midst of the biggest, greatest troll job ever. I mean, like, this I last legitimately movie was, think that's what it was. I mean, this last movie was a legitimate troll movie, 110%. But what, what do you think his last movie, great movie was? Last great movie? Yes. Besides Air, uh, what is it? Air Con or whatever the fuck it's called? Con Air, Con Air fucker. Air. Yeah. Air Con? Only been drinking <laughs> an entire bottle of Manhattan. But anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so this, anyway, going back into this, 1973's This Wicker Man. Um, mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, kind of whatever. So it's one of the most memeable roles because of what he did. You know, the bees. The original <laughs> version of The Wicker Man is far more favorable, holding an 88% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Damn. This movie remains a classic in the horror genre to this day. The Wicker Man was directed by Robin Hardy and was inspired by David Penner's 1967 novel Ritual. The film is truly a chilling experience and has even been regarded as, quote, the Citizen Kane of horror movies. I don't think I've ever okay. seen the original. The original one. is pretty Yeah, good. I got to check it out. It's good. It's way, it's way more like, well, serious for one. And like, it's the not, bees. And it's just like, there's, <laughs> I feel like it's just a, like a more ominous tone throughout the whole thing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Ooh, ominous. Number three on the list is The Innocence from 1961. Despite being several decades old, The Innocence has not lost its effect on viewers and is still a horrifying watch. It's based on Henry James' classic horror novella, The Turn of the Screw, and is a psychological thriller bound to put you through some twisted mind games. Very nice. Yeah. Directed by Jack Clayton and written by Truman Capote. Oh, oh shit. Wow. And William Archibald, The Innocence, is about a governess who is responsible for watching over two young children and soon begins to suspect that their enormous estate is haunted by ghosts and the children are being possessed. Yeah. It's the most haunted place ever. I've never heard of that one either. Me either. That's crazy. Uh, This one, number two, The uh, the Children from 2008. Okay. Have you seen this one? Uh, No, but I assume it's about children. What, what what makes you think that? The picture. Oh oh yeah, because okay. the kids. Okay. Yeah yeah. It could be called the kids. Could be. Or about kids. Maybe. I mean, just because it's called the children. I think it's actually called you crazy kids. <laughs> you crazy kids. This ob- obscure horror film boasts gray, gloomy winter setting as the backdrop for the slow unraveling of some frightening events. It follows the story of a family who decides to spend Christmas together at a very isolated cabin. Quickly, the kids begin to fall ill, and what the adults uh, at first believe to be nothing more than a stomach flu turns out to be a completely sinister disease that causes the kids to turn on their parents. What, they turn into fucking zombies? I think I may have seen this movie, actually. So the kids turn into fucking zombies? I don't... I think I may have seen this movie. So this is quite the concept, and it's one that the children executes quite well. It's an unnerving, dark, and very well-written film that is too often overlooked. I've never seen this, and I have to watch this. I legitimately think I may have seen this movie, actually. And if it's what I think it is, it's pretty good. 
Do they they literally like turn into like little zombies? Is that what happens? <sighs> I can't. God, I can't remember. I know they just kind of like start going crazy. Oh boy! If it's what I'm thinking, I can't remember exactly. But like, it's been a long time since I saw it. I remember. Okay. I, I'm pretty sure I've seen that movie though. Huh. Well, number one on our list is Ghost Stories. Number one. <laughs> number one. Number five. This is uh, <laughs> this is Ghost Stories from 2017. BBC Sherlock alumni Martin Freeman stars in this witty, unsettling, and darkly humorous, partially mockumentary. Ghost Stories and uh, this is the second mockumentary we've had on here. And um, wasn't the other one called Ghost Story? Wait, no, that was Ghost. Uh, Ghost. Uh, what the fuck? Ghost Channel or Ghost Watch? Ghost Watch. Okay. Ghost Stories is an anthology-style movie that is led by a character named Philip Goodman, a professor and self-proclaimed skeptic. Philip! <laughs> Philip! <laughs> Phil! Anyway, um, <laughs> Jesus, I'm trying to fucking tell a story. A professor and self-proclaimed skeptic <laughs> on all things supernatural. The film was written and directed by Jeremy Dyson and Andy Nyman, who based it off of their own 2010 stage play. Ghost Stories is told partly from the perspectives of an off-screen camera crew who follow Philip Goodman around as he embarks on multiple journeys and interviews and in attempt to debunk fraudulent psychics and the like. All right, so I get that. That'd be fun. Yeah. Says the film is simple but utterly unnerving and satisfying, and it even comes with a compelling twist ending. That's number one. Twist ending. For your movies this week. Yeah, it's not bad. Some good movies on that list. From London. That is the most annoying. I got to stop doing that. That's so annoying. I, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm annoying myself with that. <laughs> anyway, I think that uh, I'm going to have to watch a couple of those, especially the uh, the original. Wicker Man. Wicker Man. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. good. Because I, I did not like the Nicolas Cage version. I so enjoyed bad. it. Did you? So bad. It's it's uh, it's not. It's no bueno. It's not bad, but it's not good. <laughs> like it's just like right there. It's one of those movies. It's like funny to watch just because it's so fucking stupid. It's bad. That's yes. how I felt about yes. that. Uh, that 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 one where he's Willy's in the, Wonderland. Oh my god, dude! It dude. was so stupid, dude. I got pissed off because Sid just kept laughing the entire time. I'm like, I'm trying to be serious with this because this is in a very emotional movie. How can you possibly take Nicolas Cage locking himself into a or someone locking him into a basically a Chuck E. Cheese mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and drinking. Grape soda, mm-hmm. but it was caffeinated grape soda. Every time he took a break and and was like basically trying to, he dude he wanted to fuck that damn uh, pinball machine. Oh, hundred percent. And then all of a sudden you saw an animated. But you gotta admit his acting, thing. his acting was so good. In that. Yeah, because he didn't say a fucking word. Well, that was good acting, <laughs> especially for Nicholas Cage. Like he didn't say a fucking word. Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna tag Nicholas Cage in this fucking video when we post it. I hope thing. you do. I, hope you <laughs> I do. totally do. Doing Come it. at me, Nick. <laughs> I no, scared, no, bro. No, no, no. We want to talk to you. That's what I'm saying. Let's yeah. talk. Yeah, that's what I meant. Let's discuss. Let's, let's talk things. Chat. I would love to have a talk with him. Fuck yeah. I would love to have it just to sit down with him and be like, dude. First and foremost, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Raising Arizona, one of the best movies I've ever oh, seen absolutely. in my life. Love it. I loved Con Air. Yeah, I yeah. loved Gone in 60 Seconds. The, not a fan. The Nicolas Cage. Not a, not a fan of that yeah. at all. <laughs> Why? Yeah. It's a, That's a good, like, brainless, just kind of dumb action. Yeah. Whatever. It's, it's just... Mm, okay. Yeah, okay, so wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Mm-hmm. What, is, what is literally your favorite Nick Cage movie? Oh, jeez. I don't know. Um, I guess Raising Arizona would definitely be up there. 
Um, oh, Face Off is pretty good. Face Off's good. National Treasure was really good. I do yeah, enjoy. I do enjoy National Treasure because it's another one that's just like it's not brainless. It's so over the top. It's just like. But whatever, what about man. The Rock? Ooh, you got me. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. The yep. Rock's good, yep. dude. The Rock, the Rock is great. That's just but, a good ass. But movie. you know why that was good? Because the main actor, Sean Connery, was Sean Connery, and it that's was. Right. Just Sean Connery. He's like, if you'd like to come back here, he was in a movie. He was in a movie where he was like a fucking ambulance driver. Oh, dude, I know that movie. That was uh, what What the fuck was that called? It was like uh, they were late night shift guys. Yeah, and he was all fucked up. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they end up flipping the fucking ambulance and shit. Yep. Oh my god, that was that was actually really good. Wait, 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 wait. They fucked in an ambulance. No, they. Flipped over an ab- ambulance. Ah, he was gotcha. an ambulance driver. What's that called? Yeah. It's like, like night out, shift. Bring out your dead. Maybe it's breaking. That, that might. That sounds familiar. I'm looking right now to see because I can't remember the name. Leaving Las Vegas. I forget isn't that. That was okay. If you're into that crappy sappy movie, I do. What about Eight Millimeter though? Oh, I forgot about that. What's Eight Millimeter? That is. That's seriously. That's my favorite Cage movie. So I think better than Gone in sixty seconds. Gonorrhea? I don't like Gone in 60 Seconds. Why don't you like that? Because it's boring. Uh, I mean, it's the, boring. It's like the watching kind of, the, the fucking Fast Gone and the Furious. Gone in, Gone in 60 Seconds is like, hold on. Gone in 60 Seconds is like if Logan's like. Uh, I don't know what this is going. If it's a dead fish <laughs> beginning beat against the fucking table, I'm going to smack the fuck out of you. <laughs> Logan's, it's Logan's personality in film is what is Gone in 60 Seconds is. Just. <laughs> Gone at all times? No, just stupid. <laughs> Ow. That kind of makes me upset. Anyway, no. Dad, you have not seen a single Fast and Furious. You told me this. If you told me that you, you told right? Because you, I saw, I, I've seen Gone in sixty seconds. I don't need to see those. <laughs> it's cars. They're running cars. Yeah, they're just fucking. Oh, nice. Let's just get in a car, steal Dad, it, and go. We're gonna watch the first three chronological movies, and then you're gonna of what? Gone in six or not? Gone in six seconds. <laughs> Fast. No, I'm not. I'm not doing that. You're the watching first one, the first the three. Fir- like the first one was mildly. The first one was no. decent. The second one. How about was this? I funny. have. I have seen mm-hmm. Hobbs and Shaw. Which one had Ludacris in it? Does that make me okay? A few of them. Um, no, not at all. Why? Isn't that the one I where they like? It's Shaw. the Rock and yeah. and fucking Jason like, Statham just like, like kicking fight, the shit out of each like other the whole time. Yeah. Or but you get to see Vin Diesel and Jay and uh, yeah, yeah, they do do that. They, they go to Samoa battle. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, it was, that was actually entertaining. I didn't see because it. there was like zero cars involved in it. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen it. And I'm a car guy. I, I'm not a freaking. Uh, I don't want to upset anybody. Rice burner. You're gonna say rice burner? No. Why would I say that? That's a horrible connotation. Most crotch rockets are named that, though. No, that's no. Stop. I'm not into those types of vehicles. Imports. Thank you. Okay, I'll use imports. There you what go. What do you got against uh, imports? I, I just he likes I American. Don't like I don't. I don't like. I, I I'm fucking racist. <laughs> <laughs> fuck off. I like uh, muscle cars, man. Like American-made muscle. You cars. like American cars muscle. that were made by rich white people. Aren't they all incorrect? No, no. Plymouth was not rich white people. They were, they went bankrupt very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, I like that. I like that uh, that old school because I know how to work on those cars. And I because you're American. Because I grew up working on those cars. <laughs> and like and and listen, if oh my god, you guys are fucking pigeonholing me really hard here. No, if like okay, um, name a a car from. I don't know, China, Russia, 
mm-hmm. um, Britain, mm-hmm. anyone. Does Russia make cars? Hold on. Any of those mm-hmm. that have made anything that's equivalent to like a in either an, uh, an old 442 or a 72 Mach 1 um, or anything remotely close so to that. You go. But hold on. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by. Thank you for that. What do you mean by those particular types of the cars? The American muscle like cars. Like the horsepower or the no, design? The American muscle cars. Can we were, just be honest and just admit that the Germans make the best cars? Correct. I 100% Nowadays, for sure. Even back then, those cars were no. fucking solid, dude. What? What? What are the you Volkswagen doing? Beetle has not changed in practically 90 The original Volkswagen of- Beetle couldn't do 50 miles an hour, bro. But it still fucking went It had over like those- a go-kart engine in it. It had a little bit bigger than that. Hey, Moody. Yeah. What happened to you today? <laughs> oh, since we're talking about cars, is that... I might gonna- as well segue into this. Are you going to kick me while I'm down? Is that what <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we talked about it earlier, and, and first and foremost, yeah. um, let's talk about the whole Freddy the Fox thing. Okay, first of all, that... Fox can fuck off. Okay. He's my best friend. What are you talking about? Right. He so, got me banned from Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, Milo because got you apparently, banned. Milo apparently, you banned. it is not proper to threaten a puppet on Facebook. Uh, I got. And why do you say that? Because I said that I was going to fucking kill Freddy the Fox, hey, and man. I got a 24-hour ban. Just remember. Because apparently, apparently, puppets are people, too. They are. Okay. So, and then that fox is getting. Fu- I'm gonna fuck that fox up. <laughs> but why? It was Milo that it, it happened. So you're going after Freddy though? It's his fault. It's, it, it's Freddy's fault. fault. If he wouldn't have talked shit, this wouldn't have happened. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. oof. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then then and then what else happened today? My car broke on the uh, way here. On the way here. Correct. And what happened to your car? Um, according to the blinking check engine light, it's a catastrophic engine <laughs> failure of some sort. <laughs> um, but hey, who came to pick you up? You. Thanks. I did. And I stayed with you until you they did, showed up. I appreciate that. Of course. Hey, I would have been there too, and but what? I was here getting things set up for and the Why show. are you trying to make this about you, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Not everything's about you. I was here two yeah, hours. Yeah, so that's, that's, that was, yeah. So I'm going to, you know, I don't have a car. My car's fucked. Hey, man, you could use the exercise. So you're walk. having a rough day. Um, yeah, it's been one of those days. That's rough day. Yeah. Rough day. Well, you're here. And this has been a yeah, but up I can't get home. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you home, I promise. We could do it's, many more episodes. It's been a fucking crazy episode. And listen, passengers, we hope you yeah, enjoyed that's, your that's ride with it. us on the Bedlam Asylum, aka the Bethlehem it's Mental. Bedlam. It's just what what a I, I dude, I cannot believe that that place is still working. And I know it's not the same building or whatever, and, but but it's it was built before the Aztec Empire came together. Fucking crazy, which is beyond yeah, that's, fucking that crazy. Stuff is a little absurd. And listen, twenty years after Genghis Khan died, that's fucking insane. <laughs> and Chainsaw helped build it. Yeah, he's old. Well, that's to be expected. He's old. That dude's been a part of it, like legitimately everything. Yeah, he's old. He's just that fucking old. That dude. Chainsaw's like Forrest Gump, but like from the beginning of time. Correct. He was best friends with Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, I mean, come on. And he farts dust. <laughs> yeah. Just. Yeah. <laughs> so listen, next week it is going to be Halloweeny coming up. Wait. So not only do we have a Halloween special kind of thing coming up. Wait, we because do. we're going on a fucking ghost hunt. Wait, 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 wait. Where's this ghost hunt at? What's going on with it? It is. Up your mm-hmm. butt. <laughs> around the tube and out your boob <laughs> I already got that one 
Around the say that again. Wait, it's up your butt, around the corner, up your tube, it, and out your boob. That doesn't make sense. Around out the titty and around the city. Here I am with full fitty. Come on. It's it's simple fucking middle. You school. are not drinking that much booze ever again. What Those are actual lines that I learned in from school. What? From like fucking forty other kids, dude. The shit are you talking about? Every time you're like, hey, I got a question, what or hey, I got something to show you. Wait a minute, you, like, what kind of school did you go to? Public. Yeah, but it wasn't like a special school. No, 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 no. Well, how big was the bus you took to school? I it guess was, is what I'm asking. It was normal size. Like I could fit like 30, 40 kids on it. Like twenty-ish windows or like five-ish windows. No, like twenty-ish windows. I'm not on a short bus, man. Why are you trying to be? Why are you trying to hurt my feelings? I'm just context is all. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. So next week, not only are we going like a week from this Saturday. Correct. Yep. Yes, we are going down to the Fairfield Asylum. Yep. Yes. In Lancaster. In Lancaster. Lancaster. I'm Lancaster. getting so much beer on my way there and on the way Hey, back. you know who lives uh, around that area? God, yeah, we are. Pumpkin. Oh, yeah. hey, Wait, Pumpkin. Really? Yeah, she lives around there. Aww. She's in the sea bus. The sea bus? Sea bus. Cabus. <laughs> so that's going to be happening. But also next week, our episode is going to be... That's right. We're going to get a little... John. John has been wanting to do this I've been wanting to do this fucking episode for like so long. One. We're going to do the exorcism... Of Roland Doe. Ooh. And if you don't know who that is, it's literally... Well, okay. Me, is it is it rolling dough, like making pizza or no, bread? No, Roland, like the keyboard. Mm-hmm. Ro- okay. Doe, like John Doe. But there's a keyboard. So it's an unknown Roland. keyboard. It's an unknown keyboard. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know okay. the, yes. the keyboard. So it's a possessed unknown keyboard. Correct. Nice. Perfect. And nice. they actually have a uh, Catholic priest that you can actually hear audio footage. And basically... Play, is he playing the keyboard? While he's doing it, yes. Dun, dun, While he's doing dun. the exorcism? It's, yeah, it, I, I, I think I've that's heard about what, this. That's what drove out the demon. And it's the theme song to Beverly Hills Cop, right? <laughs> I can't take it anymore. I gotta get out of this guy. I'm, go, I'm going back to Bedlam. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so, no, in actuality... Oh. Huh. It's an exorcism that took place, and it's the, pretty much the premise of the Exorcist. It's, yeah, it's the basis, uh, the basis of the movie Exorcist. Right, and explain it's, more. It is a quote There's unquote. Nothing really more to explain. It's an exorcism. <laughs> well, you're gonna have to listen to find out. It's it's a quote unquote. True exorcism, mm-hmm. quote, and that's what they said. Unquote. Did that, and there's a lot of audio footage and stuff to it, and a lot of footage. It's not his real name. No, his name. No, they they protected him by not saying his they, real name. They go by two names, right? There's two separate names that they'll. Yeah, call and we'll talk time. about that too. We'll mm. talk about that. Mm. Will we? Yeah, Can't I wait. might leave that out. <laughs> <laughs> you feel better about yourself? I do. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we're gonna be talking about that, so, and it's gonna be, be talking awesome. About that. Talking. We're gonna be talking about that the entire time. Not that I'm from Boston or nothing like that. Hey, Pa, what are we going to be talking about the entire time? You fucking mother, shut up. <laughs> hey, fuck, oh. hey, hey. <laughs> that was a little uncalled for, okay? So anyway, make sure you're checking back here for that because it's going to be, be so good much week. fun. It's going to be a gonna good be week. A and today, good week. today was one of those episodes where like some shit went down and mm. Moody and I started drinking before we even got here. So I think all three of us started we, drinking we, we bought we all three showed up. We were sitting at a gas station and we bought a 12-pack and we're standing outside waiting for the tow truck driver drinking High Life. Yep. You're welcome, folks. And High Life. <laughs> high Life! Come at me, bro. And guess what Logan was doing? Yeah, dude. Working while drinking 
lot of alcohol. You, you, you weren't working. Were working. Man, most likely, this live stream next week is going to be... Most likely uh, you were masturbating. Oh, oh, Partially. With peanut butter? Oh, yes. Ooh. That's why your crunchy peanut butter is now creamy <laughs> upstairs. So listen, make sure to stop over to our official website, the, the MidnightTrainPodcast.com. At our website, you can buy some super sweet, super sweet merchandise at our store, and you can find our all kinds of awesome merchandise over there, like the Fecal Fighter shit-eating robot t-shirt, the super popular Don't Be a DeSalvo shirt, and the Switchblade wielding jersey raccoon t-shirt, and so much more. I think I've hats, taken, just hats, so you know, I've taken, I love my hat, by the way. I've decided to take the jersey raccoon side against milo and the fox <gasps> oh I'm, I'm gonna start working with the raccoons Ooh. so you're yeah. hanging out with the sisters yeah is that whatever. what you're doing you're taking yeah. the sister side fuck yeah dude oh shit fuck that fox oh well after today i can see why that was rough yeah kind of it's a rough sense. day it's a rough day so 24 hours right? milo and listen by the way if you're not watching milo's midnight menagerie on uh, our youtube channel you're missing out it's, it's is it real. menagerie menagerie <laughs> Midnight Menagerie. Milo's Midnight Menagerie. It's pretty awesome. It's hilarious. So listen. Yeah? Moody. Yeah. After you broke down or whatnot. Yeah. Did you feel dirty? Did you feel like like you needed a shower? Yeah, I did. And when you did, and if you did take a shower, what kind of soap would you use? Currently, I'm using the cold brew cleanse from Dr. Squatch. Dr. Squatch soap. That's right, baby. Dr. Squatch is changing the way men approach hygiene by providing all natural, high quality, healthy products like bar soaps, hair care, colognes, beard oils, and more that make you feel like a man and smell like a champion. Very nice. They really do. I love that freaking IPA one, dude. It's good. It's good. I just just ran out. I used the last of it the other day. Did you really? And now I'm using the the cold brew cleanse. I I have that upstairs. I can't wait to try that one. Do you like the ones with like the uh, scratchy stuff in it? The grit? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Super gritty. I'm a grit guy. This the, yeah. the coffee one is super gritty. I like it when it like feels like it's almost cutting me open. That's you'll love the coffee one. Perfect. You'll love it. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting clean that I way. Know, right. There's like chunks of actual coal in it. <laughs> yes. It's perfect. So clean. <laughs> and it's not like that. It, it oh, actually it has so like these though. grains in it. Yeah, man, and it's, it's exfoliating. Just, yeah, it's so good, man. You, I feel clean. You I do, literally yeah, feel yeah. clean and afterwards. You smell like coffee. Like and oh god. Can I drink myself? Could if you want to. Want to drink me. <laughs> so anyway, it's amazing. All soaps and products are made right here in the U.S. using the finest all-natural ingredients, not cheaply made or harmfully mass-produced. You can get 20% off your first subscription. Just head over to the midnighttrainpodcast.com forward slash sponsors. Click on the banner and use promo code DSC. That's an S. D-S-C. Squatch 20 to get the best damn soap because it is the best damn soap. Right? Yeah, I it's yeah, I love it. Do you concur? I would, yeah. Yeah, you concur? I, I yeah. would concur, yes. And of course, listeners keep asking how they can help keep the steam in our ends. Well, if you like what if you like what you hear from us. Yeah. <laughs> if you like it, consider being a producer of the show by heading okay. over to the midnighttrainpodcast.com, oh. clicking on the Patreon button or go to patreon.com forward slash the midnight train podcast. Maybe we can get Moody's car fixed for him. What Pro- do you think? Probably not. <laughs> For as little as five bucks a month, you can get all kinds of cool shit like uh, custom shirts, custom posters, uh, custom stickers, bonus episodes. Like, I mean, man, we're talking about all kinds of stuff in the bonus stuff nowadays. Yeah, we got a lot coming. The bonus is just just killing it. You know, we just got done talking about Lizzie Borden. Yeah, that's a great band. Yeah, Liz, is that a is that a band? Yeah, is it really? Back in the day, Lizzie, that's kind of fucked up. 
Some better than that. Anyway, there's all kinds of great bonus that's stuff in there. That's fucked up. Of all the shit we talk about, that's <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So if you're a diehard Midnight Train fan and you want to help produce this motherfucker, our Patreon is for you. Also, you can easily like, subscribe, and rate us on your favorite podcast platform. And most importantly, share the Midnight Train to everyone. Listen, you're at work. Tell somebody, like, dude, I just heard this, this funny-ass podcast. Or this really fucked up podcast, whatever it is, we kind of go in a couple different realms. Yeah, you both. I mean, That's we go anywhere from you know, crazy, creepy, weird, to like child Ma- killing and macabre, as I, that review said today. Uh, we yeah. appreciate that review. Then we, very then we much. do like Dude, weird, disgusting it, serial killers. Is it going to be weird that I actually really like? And then the, we uh, they call this gore hounds. We make uh, gorehounds. That's we make, people that like so gore. Yeah. We make wonderful puns, like the foul play joke that you didn't get some for Fuck some no. reason. Mm. That shit was funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like thung, over my head. I, swear I, to God, I couldn't. Be, like, I thought you were like just playing a lot, like whatever. I didn't realize that you. It took me a minute to realize that you didn't get it. And then again, when you got, I'm you like so, Ron Burgundy, where you if were, you. If you put something in front of me, I'm just going to fucking read it. You were so angry when you figured it out. Too. Doesn't mean I necessarily understand. <laughs> when I explained it to you, you were so angry. I wasn't angry. I was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> so anyway, that's how we're going to get more passengers yeah. on this train and continue Fuck to bring yeah. you join more us. weekly episodes. Do join not us. forget to join us and follow us on Twitter at the Midnight Train OH. Because OH I on Instagram for the Midnight Train Podcast or Insta. at the Midnight Train Podcast at TikTok on TikTok at the Midnight Train Podcast. Now I changed it. It's no longer the Midnight Train P. Good, good. <laughs> they allowed me to change it. And uh, on YouTube at the Midnight Train Podcast. Just not on Facebook because I'm not allowed to talk to you guys on Facebook. Yeah. Well, yeah, 24 hours. It's not like you're permanently banned. Might as well be. Oh, that's true. Hey, you know what else? It feels like it. Because now I'm pissed off and I'm going to start. <laughs> trying to see what I can get away with. Everything you say is going to be like, hey, how's it going? Kill, kill, kill. Yeah, <laughs> At the yeah. end of it, yeah. What's up, Logan? I was just going to say the, uh, the that Halloween special is, uh, we've only been talking about it for like like seven months now, and it's a week away. I think we should be more hyped about it. You know what I mean? I don't even know what you're talking about. What What is he saying? You're going to be at a renaissance fair, aren't you? What is it? What? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, What? I said we should be more hyped about this. Yes, the ghost tour, man. It's going to be awesome, dude. dude. We are extremely excited You can only get it if you're a pooper. That's right. (laughs) If you you want to watch us go through the Fairfield Asylum and and dead and or he or poop his pants. I'm probably going to poop my pants. (laughs) Yes. And it's not because I'm scared. It's just because IBS. That's all. It's kind of drink too many different beers. Yeah, that's that's good. And we're going to be lit during this fucking thing, too, dude. Are we? Oh, yeah. That's the whole point of this. Are they going to let us in there if we're all fucked up? Yeah, of course. I mean, we can put on a persona, right? I mean, we do it on here. (laughs) Do we? Uh, (laughs) No. All right. (laughs) No. No, but it's going to be fun. And so you guys have to make sure, tell everyone... Leave it, it. Listen, have a watch party at your house. Oh, that'd be awesome, dude. Saturday night on the 30th. Get people over your house. Sit around your uh, your your face your your TV screen or your uh, and we'll be your going, computer. We'll be going live. We'll be going live intermittently, and we're gonna fucking go back and forth, and we're gonna go through this whole fucking ghost it's tour. It's only gonna be it's gonna be on the Patreon poopers private. Right. right. So if you're a pooper, Patreon poopers you can watch private it. page. Wow. Yeah. That's a that's a big one. Yeah. Say it again. 
Patreon Poopers private page. Say it again. <laughs> Patreon Poopers private page. Say it backwards. <laughs> page private something Patreon. <laughs> but it's going to be so much fun. I'm so excited about this. Like we're going to literally, we're going to be going in and we're going to be like checking out and see if we can ghost see some ghosts. Hunt. Yeah. It's the goat. It's the first ghost hunt that our Patreon poopers have literally what you guys do for us has allowed us to yes. do that. So this is for you yes. guys. So we're going to go out there and we're going to have... we're gonna, You we're, guys enabled us to get John shitting his pants on film. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, really. hopefully you'll be able to see the exact moment. Just the uh, just the look on his face as his bowels release. And if it does happen, I will tell you. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to get I that will. shit. I will, not, I, will not, I will not hold it back if I say it. <laughs> He's like, going to... Like just that Logan's. look of despair. Of well, you'll like, also know by the look on your guys' face. Oh, oh, what the fuck is that? What are we in Bedlam? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a great time. And we just to let everyone know, like, let your friends know, like, if they want to be involved in this. Listen, they don't have to sign up necessarily, but it'd be cool if they did to help <laughs> they out. Do? But but get some people together. Yeah. Hang out That'd on Saturday fun, night, man. this Saturday. Um, what time does that thing start at? Eight o'clock in the evening. Eight o'clock. Exactly. It goes till four in the morning. It goes to four. Holy shit. It's an eight hour thing. Yeah. Listen, if we're all going to be up for that, do they, anybody else? So they basically what it does is do they let us off? They like, give go us, by this ourselves. Yes. <gasps> they give us basically, they give us the little tour. Yeah. Show us all the stuff. Like uh-huh. this is this. this is blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. And then we get a chance to wander around by ourselves and see. For eight on. fucking hours? I, I think, I don't know how many hours we get by ourselves, but yeah. Oh my God, this is going to be so awesome. So they supply soda, water, and snacks. Can we bring our own beer? No, I don't think so. There's probably some legal... Uh, wait, 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 wait. Just yes. letting I'm you sure know. I'm sure if you had a flask somewhere... No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. Yep. Just letting you know, I have a camel pack at home. Whatever, either way. You have a camel toe? I have a... Yes, and a pack. <laughs> you, got, you got a moose knuckle? What? Hey, why are you looking down this? It's a little weird, no, but I got be, a camel It's going to be fun, though, man. Yeah, I'll, I, dude, I've got like 18 flasks. We'll hook mm. it up. And if you shit yourself, we're going viral. Oh, my God. Dude, we are so Now I feel like I have to poop myself. <laughs> <laughs> so much pressure. No, oh watch. It's going to be like, I'm going to shit myself. <laughs> Did you hear I'm gonna be laughing. I'll be like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, I thought it was a fat. Hopefully, I'm gonna, you brought I'm give this one over pants. to John now. <laughs> it wasn't a fat. It wasn't a fat. Anyway, so yeah. Why are just, you from Boston? <laughs> just, I don't know why that happens. So get your get your people together. Watch All it on Saturday. It's gonna be a fun time. And in the meantime, listen. Speaking of our amazing poopers, yes. yeah. I would just like to. I would like to talk about you guys for a second. I would like to mention their names. I would like to yeah. tell these people who hopefully will never poop on us. Right. Well, I mean. Well, do, is that a thing you like? No. Are you, no. <laughs> no, I'm You made it sound like you're in a scat. Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> wow. Anyways. <laughs> All right. A very special thank you to Woo. our fearless Patreon poopers, Caitlin McKinney, Trent Scott, oh. John, and by the way, Caitlin McKinney's new to the crew. Yeah, welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Trent Scott, John and Kate Dijonet. Dijonet. Spencer Dunlap, Jacob Cook, Maggie Brothers, Albert Lopez, Miles Campbell, Brian Gunzelman, Margaret Atkins. Hey, Colin. you know what? Real quick. Stop. Uh-oh. Stop. Uh-oh. Stop. I gotta stop, stop, stop. So, I've got a face for almost all these names, right? I don't know what that means. Like... You've been stalking all of them? No, like, most of these, most of these names, they pop up on... Facebook. We see him in the group. They talk, whatever. Right. I'm calling out Albert Lopez. Ooh. I see the name every week. Albert. I hear it. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen. If he has, I apologize. 
I want him to say something to us on on Facebook. All right, come so say Albert, hi. Albert, come say hi on Facebook. Make a post. Post Absolutely. something in the in the group page. Absolutely. Man. Or in the Patreon producers page. All of you guys, be in there. Come hang out with us, man. It's it's so much fun. We have a great yeah. time in there. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no. And that's that. Listen, I'm looking at you, Albert. I, <laughs> I'm calling you out. Uh, to Colleen Cox, All to right. Pumpkin Escobar, yeah, Mac nice. Doherty, yep. um, Turner Cox, Sydney Sayer, Gina Madison, Janet Sherrell, Laura Randall, Chad Flint, Cheryl Pierce, Chris McLeod. You have just a what? Why do you keep fucking interrupting? <laughs> because we have several cocks in our poopers. <laughs> we do. We have Turner Cox and Colleen Cox. That's a lot, of cocks. <laughs> That's a lot of cocks in our poopers. <laughs> wow. I never noticed how many cocks we have in our poopers. That's what I'm saying, man. Can't wow. let that go. I got to bring it up. <laughs> Fucking love you guys. Uh, Justin Kowalczyk, Rob Webb from the Fun Box Podcast, Christina Skelton, and Jessica Bartolome from the Sister Skelton I got Podcast, you guys. I got which you guys is not the same as the Sisters Skeleton Podcast, which is That'll coming, be to coming you out soon. 2022. <laughs> yeah. Coming coming hard. Coming at your heart. Yeah. And you can keep those fucking raccoons. Anyway, Maria Gibbs. Chainsaw. What the fuck? Jigsaw, Rick Resler. And again, Rick, thank you so much for hanging out with me this past week or uh, hanging out at the bar. I love that shirt, man. That shirt's freaking amazing. Courtney Bachelor, Katie Brabenick. I'm so glad you're over the COVID, Katie. Woo! And our boy, Bill Birch. Oh, good for you. So spread the word. My, and if you want your name to my be mentioned. just went off, by the way. I'm supposed to go to work now. Yeah, oh, say, right. Are you on your way? Isn't uh, birds the word? Yeah. Oh. Everybody's heard about the bird. If you want your name mentioned at the end of the show, like these beautiful people we just did, and uh, for us to be forever grateful, become a Patreon producer. Okay. It's been a long fucking day. It's been a long, mm -hmm. awesome episode, to be honest, man. Yeah, like, fun. the history behind this one is fucking yeah, yeah. just so cool. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to actually do a show uh, that, like, when you look back on it, like Chainsaw helped build the place. Like, that's cool that right, he was a part right. of one of our episodes. Yeah, that is pretty awesome. You know, like we can actually say someone we know helped yeah. build this yeah. 800 year old thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. He probably like the first brick. No, he did. Yeah. He, yeah. I think he put his initials in it. I wonder. Gonna, if you're in England and you've ever seen that, let us know if Chainsaw is ever. Yeah. Just, you know, have you ever seen Chainsaw there? <laughs> I mean, if we. We need to start logging chainsaw sightings like they do with Bigfoot. <laughs> I seen him. <laughs> I seen chainsaw. I done seen him. Oh, shit. <laughs> so listen, we love you guys. Stay safe out there, passengers. And as always. As always. Choo-choo, motherfucker. Now go home and get your fucking shine box. Mm -hmm.